Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, as always, Brian Kern. This is the Common Chaos Podcast. Hope you're all having a lovely day. Before we get into it, this episode is brought to you by Fightback CBD. Fightback CBD is the 100% organic, 100% THC-free CBD supplement that you need in your life. Uh, its active ingredients include Nativia, organic MCT, CBD, CBG, CBN, CBC, all the other letters of the alphabet, terpenes, flavonoids, and essential amino acids. This is the CBD supplement you need in your life. Um, I'm a huge, uh, a huge fan of this company. Huge fan of CBD. Uh, I use it after I work out, after I train jujitsu, after I train martial arts, uh, after I lift. It helps aid in joint soreness, muscle soreness. It uh, helps relax your body. A stress re- reducer, uh, anxiety reducer. CBD is the magical component, people, and I know you know it because it sponsors probably every podcast you listen to. Uh, and hey, why not? Why not? Why not? I have my own little CBD sponsor myself, right? I know that didn't sound like English, but that's okay. Um, hey guys, if you need CBD, you can head on over to fightbackcbd.com and place your order and save 20% uh, by using the code chaos. They have been a sponsor of the podcast now for several episodes. I'm having this gentleman on the ep- on the show. Uh, very soon, uh, this the next episode after this one actually, he will be on. So stay tuned for that. Uh, Justin is his name, and and he's gonna bring all the knowledge and all the information about uh, CBD, his company, and what he's doing with it to the table. So I hope you guys are excited for that. Um, if you're an athlete, if you are someone that deals with muscle or uh, aches and pains, muscle soreness, joint stiffness, uh, CBD may be for you. My mom, she suffers from gout. Uh, she's had flare-ups several different times where it's, you know, it's like this swollen inflammation and, 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 and she's, she gets sore and her joints get hot and it's just difficult for her to do things. And she takes uh, CBD and it helps with, with alleviate a lot of the symptoms that she has, uh, allows her to get a good night's rest, get some good sleep. She wakes up feeling good. Uh, she's had less, uh, less flare-ups, you, as, you, as you would say, since she's been, uh, you know, involved with some marijuana and some CBD and uh, she's really experiencing the benefits of it and it is a great product so I encourage you guys to go check it out that is fightbackcbd.com save 20% off your order by using the code chaos we're in this motherfuckers Uh, another year another Valentine's Day another podcast featuring my one and my only my everything my all Becca Manley Uh, we do an annual Valentine's Day podcast where we talk about love and derpiness, and all the other gross shit that comes with being in a relationship, and uh, we do it for all of you to listen to, and for all of you to uh, meditate on, and to, you know, maybe it's cringy, maybe it's it's uh, a little too much at times, a little too cute, but hey, it's our love, and we feel like if we can express it with everybody, uh, and share it with the world, then it'll help you love yourself a little bit more, and help you love uh, somebody else a little bit more. That's the goal here, and this one was a weird one. Uh, normally, we're normally we do an hour and a half, two hours of just love and relationship advice, or things that we've learned, things that we've struggled with, our own challenges, our own little relationship ups and downs that we've experienced. Normally, we we highlight all that, or you know, we talk about what we've gone through over the last year or since you know the previous episode. Uh, but this one took a weird turn. This one got very therapeutic at times for me. Um, it got very, uh, we both were very vulnerable, very open about our lives and our situations in this one. 
um, and we talked about depression, we talked about death, we talked about um, expectations of yourself and expectations of your your projects and your lives, and it was a weird one, man. It got it got intense at times, and and when we got done, we were like, man, do we even put this up? It was such a oddball episode for us and such a out of left field content. But of course we're going to put it up because it was a great conversation. Uh, and again, we talked about some tough subjects. We talked about, you know, where you're, we talked about self-love, which is something that I have been just screaming from the hilltops as of late because it's Valentine's Day and romance is in the air. And, you know, you, you've got the friend, you've got the family member out there that just can't seem to seem to find love or find a significant other or find someone that they can uh, truly share their world with and I think it starts with loving yourself and and I think a lot of people understand that but they don't really grasp it and this episode organically went down the route of, of learning to love yourself and who you are and love your life and what is around you but it also brought up some some pressing points of you know what does it take for someone to love themselves love themselves and what does it take for someone to take a chance on themselves and and make that conscious decision that they are going to love themselves for who they are and what they have in life and where they're going or where they need to be you know not everybody's in the best spot and it starts with loving yourself and it and then then you can project yourself to that next level to that that next stage of your life and it's not all about finding romance and getting fucked and you know living in this orgasmic uh dream state no sometimes loving yourself is what pulls you out of a rut that you're in or pulls you out of a shitty situation that you're in and you know if if you can't spend valentine's day with with a significant other or a loved one uh spend it with yourself and cheat yourself and, and love yourself a little bit more because that's what's going to project onto others and that's what's going to send that 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 message out there that you're a badass and you know you deserve the love back i hope you guys enjoy the episode uh, keeping the intro to a six minute minimum, which isn't short. I apologize guys. Anyways, commonchaos.net for all your needs. I still have the email campaign going until, uh, February 29th. The last day of the month is the last chance you get to take advantage of a free fucking shirt, uh, and free stickers. Head on over to commonchaos.net, sign up for my email list. You will get a free shirt and free stickers. There's no catch to it. You just got to sign up and you get it. I just sent out another batch. I hope you guys all enjoy them. Uh, follow me on Twitter at of Brian of Death. I'm doing daily tweets. I'm not stopping. I'm tweeting literally every day of the year. Something funny, something uh, insp- inspirational, something moronic. It doesn't matter. I'm tweeting every day. Uh, of Brian of Death on Instagram, on Twitter. I already said that. The Common Chaos on Instagram and Twitter. I didn't say that yet. And this is the episode with uh, Becca Manley. Love you guys. I assure you that. We're doing it. We're doing it. We're off. You said that at the perfect time because I just turned it on. Oh, yeah? Yeah. We're in this. How exciting. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Our annual uh, Common Chaos Love Podcast. Podcast of love. Podcast of love. Three years, right? We've done it? I think so. Pretty sure we did it Yeah. three different times. I believe so. And then I've just been on a couple other times too. Correct. Um, what? So do you have any like... Tri- 
because this is a tradition i think for us and for the podcast right yeah and now it's like long term thinking about it right i'm over like 50 episodes and i'm trying to come up with things that are going to stick things that are going to i can do away with whatever and a tradition is having you on obviously for valentine's day talking about love Mm -hmm. and then another one that i have is having knives on at the end of the year oh nice so i talk like a recap yeah we do like the best of i guess and Mm -hmm. so i talked to him about that when i was on his podcast recently and i was like yeah man you're my first like well i guess not my first but you're my first like actual guest outside of you because i mentioned the podcast with you too obviously Mm -hmm. um about him being like just my go-to guy at the end of the year now you're so official with your notebook and your pen all ready to take notes just in case we get on a topic yeah do you have any traditions with your podcast um i think we're gonna start well i don't know we're pretty early on for traditions we've only uh well not only we're at 34 episodes next week will be 35 um we just have ideas for some of the ones that are coming up like our 40 week episode we're gonna talk about like lady things because at 40 weeks is when you would have a baby right so it's like our little it's like our little podcast baby that we're birthing so we're gonna try and have um christina muay thai christina on for our 40th because she just had a baby so we want to have her on so she can talk about her like uh journey becoming a parent and how that all went and all that sort of stuff so we're gonna talk about lady stuff 40 weeks um they're more themed like that but um i do want to bring back um our dream moods episode i think that that would be fun to like just conjure up every once in a while that was our episode four so maybe episode 44 i don't know <laughs> i just keep thinking about little little things but yeah i don't know there's it's too early for a tradition i think so far i don't know i was talking to knives about this you guys are going to hit 100 episodes before i do at the rate you're going every really week. yeah absolutely i'm only at 57 oh. and i don't do one every week like you do I do. But sometimes you do multiple in a week. Yeah, but I mean, I've even kind of thought about it in my head. Like, there's 52 weeks, obviously, in a year. Mm-hmm. I've done four so far, five so far this year, which is, I mean, I guess I'm technically like a week behind since there's been, what, six months, six weeks in the year so far? Sure. Or second week into February? Yeah. Something like that, anyways, it kind of plays out. So I am doing three over the weekend. This one, I have one tomorrow, and then I've got Matt on Monday. Get it, babe. So that's three. But I don't think I'll hit a hundred before this year which is fine like i'm not trying to hit it this year but well how long have you been doing the podcast since 2017 17 18 19 20 three years damn yeah way to go babe that's cool i don't i don't know I don't do know you feel it's... like you've grown i mean yeah obviously but i don't know if i'm like proud that it's taken three years to do a uh, 50 episodes 57 episodes babe so steady wins the race that's why you're very thoughtful and intentional about it and you're doing it on your own so the only reason we're going as fast as we are is because there's two of us to hold each other fucking to it yeah and i'm already kind of looking forward to the 100th episode like i want that i think that's going to be the first one i do where i have like four people there's like a group one i'm gonna try to make it a rager that would be cool (laughs) i don't know how it's gonna work because it's just sounds like a mess but i'm gonna try no it'll be good like i was thinking maybe knives Uh trent you can be on it. You, you've Fuck been it. you've been my guest more than anybody. Really? Yeah. Oh. I think so. What I, an honor. Because you and me have done, we've done two, three we Valentine's Day ones. And, and we've then done two, two other ones. ones. Yeah. Aw, love. How sweet. I know, I'm excited. Um, 
we're, we're going to start having more guests on. We have some more people scheduled too. So this year for us is all about trying to get just more people on it and yeah. get better at the interviewing and having more like focused content because we just kind of go at it. I think we also, maybe not we, but me, I want to try being more like upbeat <laughs> in my tone. It is granted the Tired Girls Club podcast and it is us fucking tired in the morning doing podcasts. Know, you guys do it like 10 a.m. That's pretty Oh early. yeah, I it's early. early. And um, I, but I think if you listen to some of the early episodes, we're just so fucking jazzed that we're doing a podcast that we're like, yeah, oh my God. Super excited, we're high energy. having a good time. Everything's cool. We're having a podcast. And now it's like, we just like, are able to just dive deep because they're so comfortable just talking to each other. And mm-hmm. so it just is kind of more serious topics. And then we just have a really, um, you know, real honest kind of vulnerable conversation that's not as upbeat. So I think it would be nice to add some more just fun back into it. It is fun. I mean, we're funny. Jamie's funny at least, but I think it should be a little bit more less tired and more more upbeat maybe like we start drinking coffee 30 minutes before we podcast and then (laughs) then we get on the pod and it's like a like a fucking fun time i don't know but i mean i like i like your guys's podcast i think that it it i mean you guys are just doing it so fucking consistently and so i mean you can't expect to be that high energy every single episode yeah and we're not that like we don't you're have... not downers either. Like, you guys have energy. Oh, true. And you guys flow. And I I, I mean, but I get what you're saying, too, at the same time. You want to yeah. have that, that bring the bring it every time. You There's know? just, at they're this the point. Dailies pod, they're the daily podcast where people are coming in hyped every day. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, okay. I don't know how people have that much energy. We just need to work on having a bit more intention. We have, like, zero expectation for the podcast. And I think we've just kind of gotten comfortable there that we need more like focused content and stuff to really like talk about and hold people's attention and give us something to research and dive into and give more information. And so I think that's the direction it's headed. And for me, I think I'm just in this headspace at this point where I'm kind of waiting for that 40th episode because in my head, I'm like already just equating that to right now we have a little like, you know fetus of a podcast it's not like a real podcast yet because it's not birthed into this world like a real baby would be but for some reason that 40 week mark for me is like we've been doing this we've carried this full term we should be ready to just i don't know explode into a new uh way or something yeah i mean that's a good approach that's just you guys are all in my head so you know those are the dreams those are the dreams <laughs> that make things happen yeah the ones that are in the head yep yep where else do you dream i don't know that's a good question <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know where else you dream daydream i mean it's still in your head yeah 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 so i'm just in my head a little too much about it but yeah we'd like to have some good focused content and i think that's where the guests coming on is going to be good for us because we'll really have to do our research on them and come up with questions and make it more um collaborative and you know figure out what the person wants to talk about and just make it a whole production rather than us just being like yeah so how was your day <laughs> it's aquarius season how you feeling ah, you know <laughs> <the moon>. yeah <laughs> exactly 
exactly which is fun and i mean i love the podcast and we get a lot of good feedback about it and things and some decent um listening and engagement and stuff so it's not bad by any means but it's obviously signed up for a couple of like little networks and groups oh yeah i mean nothing's come of it yet but we're just out there like i said no expectations we don't i can't really say we don't care either way but it's not there's a difference between us. not having like an expectation yeah and not the expectation is that you guys are just showing up and doing it every right day. and that's and what we do eventually morph into a bigger expectation right. exactly so it's just putting in the work the slow and steady we don't feel any type of way about the point that it's at now because it's going how it's supposed to go so we just trust that's good it's a yeah. good uh it's a good philosophy and i think that that's something that i mean if anything you guys have 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 inspired me to double down on this a little bit more and be more intentional behind this and to also drop expectations because i had this idea in my head where man how many people are listening this week and if i don't all of a sudden blow up or all of a sudden have like this huge following that i've failed and that i'm not doing good or my content <laughs> sucks or whatever it may be and seeing you guys just get up and go at it and not really have any type of like expectation to be met you guys aren't down on yourselves about if somebody listens to this one and not that one you guys don't really i mean obviously you go in with a goal and you guys are structured and you guys have a plan you're not blindly you yeah, know, we have a format the to the show yeah but... but you're also not you know you're not worried about any of the other like statistical bullshit you're just about showing up doing it getting it done and putting it out there you and know and you guys have your routine with with posting your social media posts and yeah. engagement that's all jamie for the yeah. most part I mean, you do your parts, too. I do some. But I do want to say shout out to you, babe, who oh um, has a sponsor, which is amazing. Oh, God. You're only at 50-something episodes, but you have a whole fucking sponsor. And you have people reaching out to you all the time saying that they want to be on the podcast, which is really fucking cool. That's kind of weird, actually, because I'm like, well... Is it weird? It's everything you've been working for and, like, trying and wanting. To me, the Coming Chaos podcast is about wanting to get people together and talk and talk about like crazy shit that's going on in the world and just have a good time and build a sense of community for you and uh, for all the listeners. I think you, of all people, I mean, you love your friends. You love the people that you meet. I'm surprised about is I have had people reach out to me and be like, hey, this is what I took away from that episode and it's really cool. Or, hey, this is a really good topic you touched on, and this mm-hmm. is my opinion about it. Because you talk about, like, real-life bullshit. Jamie and I are just, like, la-di-da in the clouds and metaphysical shit. And, I mean, there's some real stuff, too, but you're, like, going the hard facts and news and politics and culture and yeah, it's kind of scary, the real sometimes. world. And those are things that people do have opinions about no matter what, where our stuff is, like, much more of a niche. And I think that both of them... I mean, both of our podcasts, they just, we just have different audiences, but there's space for all of it. I have really had people cool. that are listeners of mine say, hey, your girlfriend's podcast is really good. I've really enjoyed <laughs> that one. And I've also had friends so or like people that are from the desert that have like talked to me about your podcast. And I go and I follow really? them and they're not even listening to my podcast. Yeah, like Carrie, that girl that fucking... Oh, yeah, Carrie. She doesn't listen to my Shout shit. Out Carrie. <laughs> she Carrie's to my, a Gemini. She's she doesn't great. Doesn't listen to my shit at all. <laughs> but she hit me up. She's like, "Oh my god, your girlfriend's podcast." But is she's so also a girl, so I think our, we definitely have a girl market where you have a dude market for the most part. I think, you know, yeah, which true. is fine. It's all good. We're both doing our own thing, and it's working how it's working out. And I'm proud of both of us. 
I am too. I'm I'm uh, very excited and I'm proud when I say me and my girlfriend do podcasts now because it's you know every especially with people I work with or people I've talked to about mine before now I can say hey Becca does it too and I mean I'm sure I don't know if it resonates with anybody that I talk to about it but I'm definitely like you. You guys gotta listen to it. The twins listen to it. Like that, you know. They they're the ones that like. Oh, your girlfriend's podcast like brought oh it up to gosh. me, and I was. That's, that's so when funny. I knew I was like cool. Like because they told me they've listened to mine before, uh-huh. and then they're listening to yours. And I'm like, if anything, that's what I want to do. If I can just bring people to like other new shit or like other, you know, cool new things, then I feel accomplished, or I feel like I've done something. If I can at least help somebody in some way, you know whether it be finding content or hearing something new. That's why I am really interested in the people that are reaching out to me that want to be on. And there have been a couple people where I'm just like, okay, you're just reaching out because you want to like be on a podcast. And I get it. Hey, but that's okay too. Fuck it. Interview them. Get them on there. Content. But see, that's where I am a little bit more focused. I feel like I want to be intentional in who I have on. So like tomorrow, speaking of the sponsor, mm-hmm. I'm having Justin on tomorrow, who is the guy that created Fightback CBD, who's Shout my sponsor. Shout out Talk Fightback CBD. Shout out to Fightback CBD. Save 20% and use code chaos. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're such a natural. Uh, Does he want to sponsor um, Tire Girls Club? Uh, I mean, I can talk to him about it. I'm sure he'd be down. Uh, he is, you know... The reason I want to have him on is because, yeah, he has the, the company and obviously I use it and, you know, it, it makes sense because people in like the MMA world and the workout world and people that are kind of in my niche of like content, mm-hmm. obviously use CBD and it makes sense. But he has also had a crazy story. He's, uh, you know, in recovery. He is like dealt with, you know, a bunch of different, I think, personal issues. I don't want to shed light on it yet because he'll be on it obviously tomorrow and he'll be talking about it. Mm-hmm. But he's got a message that expands so far past just his company you know and his company is not even really a vessel or uh it's not even a vessel for his message really he's just able to make cbd i'm assuming and is just putting it out there because he can right Mm -hmm. but his intention behind it and his intention and connecting people in the jiu-jitsu community and connecting people in the in the sports world and and you know reaching out and helping people and sponsoring events and 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 taking care of people in, in his little community that he has is something that's really powerful and I see I see value in that. I see value in being able to give him a platform and you know if he can if he can come on and a thousand people listen to it and they yeah. take something away from it then that's beautiful. You know that that is what I that's what I want to do and I, I I find it difficult you know I had this issue on Knives podcast too. I find it difficult to really sum up what I want out of this. Like what I like I can't 30 second elevator pitch it as as necessary as that is for things you know if i had to i'd be like hey just listen to it and you'll get something out of it it's about real world shit and you know i think that the balancing the balancing act of life is chaos and order and you got to have a little bit of both and that's what i try to highlight i try to highlight the good the bad you know but i try to do that through people's stories like everybody has a struggle everybody has adversity everybody has a challenge that's ahead of them and you know, hopefully they've succeeded. Hopefully they've gotten through it. Hopefully they've been able to create a story for themselves that's worth sharing and worth, you know, made them feel something. I think that that's the most important piece. And if I'm able to help share that with other people or whoever the listeners are, then that's where I feel accomplished is I'm able to bring people on and have them share their message or their ideas and, you know, what, what they, how they view the world and what they think about it. And maybe it changes somebody's mind, changes an opinion or... Well, what drives you to 
keep on keeping on. I know you get discouraged sometimes, and I only know that because I live with you and I love you, but (laughs) I know that it's sometimes you really like force yourself to come in here and like create content. Sometimes it's like, you know, you have to reschedule stuff or you just don't want to be it. Yeah, exactly. So what, if it does feel like pulling teeth all the time, what is keeping... I mean, not all the time. Pulling teeth, Some it's a labor of love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so what is it that is keeping you going what's that what's your little spark of motivation where does that come from the engagement from the people like i think and we talked about that a little bit ago i think it's it's uh you know the people signing up for the emails like i don't know this is crazy i don't mm-hmm. think that many people at all would kind of sign up for emails like yeah we have like a couch full of shirts to mail I know, out I know. <laughs> and it's you know and the the shirts that i have already sent out or given out and the people that have you know paid for shit or the people that have reached out to me that's what boosts me up that's you know and it's not like anything specific i'm not looking for not looking to make money off the podcast i'm not looking to make you know uh, i'm not looking to become viral i'm not looking to become anything outside of any myself really i'm just trying to do something that is is you know for me it's a it's a form of therapy. I get to sit down and I get to talk to people and I get to listen to people and I get to hear their stories and connect with them. That's a huge part of my life just in general outside of the podcast. Mm-hmm. It's connecting with people and trying to just get to, I don't know. I don't feel like I have life down. I don't feel like I'm living life to my fullest potential in the sense that I still have so many questions about life and I have so many, I just want to get information from people. I just want to take things in and and listen to people's stories and struggles and take little nuggets from them and, and and try to put myself in their shoes, try to see things from their point of view, you know, hear their ideas. I just I love absorbing information, I guess. I love absorbing that kind of energy. I don't know, it sounds kind of weird, very tired girls-ish, but I like <laughs> absorbing what people have to give. And, you know, I think that that's a part of human nature that, you know, I, th- I think people are, I think a lot of people are like that. I think a lot of people like to uh, hear different perspectives and different point of views and, and, and ideas and whether it be to agree with them, whether it be to cheer people on or whether it be to talk shit and like troll or, you know, I've had people that have reached out to me like through Twitter and talk shit about stupid stuff or on Facebook and, hey, this is a really dumb fucking conversation how can that person think this and it's just like well okay then i'm still accomplishing something and getting you triggered if that's what it is Mm -hmm. you know and it's cool like if that's what the the outcome for you is that's awesome i was able to provide that for you and therefore i feel maybe i'm a a civil servant i don't know (laughs) i think that that's awesome i i don't think that there are a lot of people out there that are really super open to hearing other people's perspective and learning things and go through life with this whole open, open, open mind and open heart. And like, you are so one of a kind in a way that you just are willing to listen to everybody, no matter what. And that's one of those little things that I love about you. In the name of Lurf in the Valentine's Day podcast, it is like one of your little shining qualities, babe. And I'm proud of you for who you are and I know that that's why you have such a broad reach because people aren't afraid to come to you and talk about anything everyone all of your friends whenever they have issues they you're the first one that they call and the only Mm -hmm. one that and one of the only people that they trust with a lot of information 
even like dudes who you think like don't have feelings or problems or you know have huge egos you know and are you know they literally have who knows who they have but they have you and I think you're a very strong um I don't know pillar of just strength and um compassion for all your friends and all your family and I think that's why people are willing to reach out to you and they want to be part of it because they do feel like yeah, I do have something to say and Brian's going to listen and Brian's going to give me the time of day and Brian's, Brian's going to, you know, give me like the spotlight when he is in himself, like such a force to be reckoned with. You know, you have a, a quiet strength about you love and people recognize it. Dirt. Welcome to the Valentine's Day episode <laughs> of the podcast. <laughs> well, it's true. I mean, you're handsome. You're funny. Okay. Anyways, you're outspoken. You're so friendly. You're so nice. You have like ideas. You're thoughtful. You can form opinions. You can hold conversations with people, with anybody. And there aren't a lot of people like you. I appreciate so. that. She's my girlfriend. She's not paid to say this. It's done out of love. I'm not paid to say this. And this is, I mean, that's stuff that I knew about you right away when we first met. I was like, yep sexy oh god all okay. over it oh all right yep. anyways every <laughs> bit of that was just so like all 20 people that were listening and refreshing. just shut off <laughs> just no they all know it's true they're all gonna agree with me they're gonna message and say yeah becca's right oh no uh-huh slide into the dms <laughs> don't of... slide into his dms <laughs> that's my job <laughs> of Brian of i guard those Instagram. dms <laughs> just kidding i don't of Brian. she does have freedom. my password <laughs> I do have freedom though. I, <laughs> I'm a goddamn independent man. I don't use the password. It's fine. Anyways. I trust. Talking I about engagement, right? Ooh. Talking about uh engagements of what? Oh, I don't know. What Uh-oh. kind of engagements? I don't know, babe. This is your podcast. You tell me. <laughs> uh so five years in. Do you find Oh wow, okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. We'll be uh, back next week. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be back tomorrow. Um, if he has a black eye tomorrow, it wasn't me. It was Roar. It was not either of them. It was Jitsu, goddammit. <laughs> uh, you work tomorrow, huh? You're not going. You're yeah. You do. Hmm. Mm. Hmm. Womp womp. Womp womp. It's okay. Um, so how do you, what do you feel you're getting out of the podcast, out of your podcast? How do you feel being able to you know because for me sitting back and seeing you go from someone who wasn't very like putting your not that you didn't put yourself out there but you weren't i didn't i feel like i, I was do scared this, i think i do this for attention to be honest i think there's some deep-rooted like hey i need attention whether it be like <laughs> listen to me yeah i have and, something to say yeah exactly <laughs> like look at me ah like and whether it's sorry i'm hitting shit whether it's comes from some weird fucking relationship parent shit divorce whatever That's growing okay. up it's yeah. still relatable. Yeah. And like, honestly, that's probably what fuels why I do this. Right. And I just get the satisfaction of, you know, when they, they've said that uh, the act of giving, right, uh, mm-hmm. the act of showing love or giving away like babies if, if, or children, if they have like a prized possession, mm-hmm. they get more joy out of giving that away than oh. keeping it for themselves. Like right? it's like they're happy teddy bear and then they're yeah. like look at it yeah hey you yeah. not even look at it like here you like when you see like yeah. a baby I give share their toy away joy. Yeah. yeah that endorphin that they get out of the endorphins that they get out of giving something or that rush that they get out of giving something is more mm-hmm. fulfilling than them having that thing for themselves like a sweet little love language yeah yeah and so i think my fuel for that is me wanting attention and then i'm able to in turn 
you know, if I'm doing something for someone and helping them, then I do get that joy out of it. Obviously, well, and you like get like a does. thank you. Yeah, or, or you know, not even you're if it's like, a thank you, just the hard. satisfaction of you knowing that you were able to help somebody or you knowing that you were able, which in, a, in, yeah. in its own way is also kind of selfish. Like you getting off on helping someone is like hey, very but selfish. but that's, why else would you, I mean, would you give stuff? I don't know. Right? I think that that's, that's a weird like little. I That's normal. I wouldn't get hung up on shit like that. I mean, I do because I'm Virgo. So. <laughs> I mean, if you love to give gifts, I think what it comes down to is like if you are giving, it's not giving if you expect something in return. Right, right. And so sense. if you're giving and you are already like self getting that in return, then you're doing it right. But if you're, you know, begrudgingly doing the dishes so that your husband will say thank you, even though you didn't want to do it, you're just doing it for that validation and that outside source, then you're never going to feel good. You know, it's not giving at that point. It's just being a fucking like, I don't know, searching for something that you don't have within you and you have to have it. You have to have that love within yourself in order to feel it from the outside anyway, because when you are feeling super loving you're doing it you might be doing the dishes because you just love your husband and you're like he's gonna look at it and he's gonna smile and I'm gonna feel good because it's done and like we don't have to worry about it we can spend the rest of the night together and you feel good just knowing that you did it whether he says thank you and notices or not because it already frees up your time for something else and you had good intent take notes ladies you know <laughs> I mean, hey, dude can do the dishes too. Brian, that's I Brian's job all that's the time. My, that's my role as I do the kitchen. Yeah, I hate <laughs> the dishes. I just will not. I mean, she did do them when I got my wisdom teeth pulled. I actually so do nice. them a lot of the time, to be real. But lately, you haven't noticed. But it's okay. I've just been doing them. <laughs> just like I've been sweeping the floors and mopping. I loaded the dishwasher today. And vacuuming. Okay, today because you were here. <laughs> but on my days off, which are four of them. Four days in a row. I know. I How do you like that? How do you like being off so much? I know you're trying to get a part-time job, but. Honestly, awesome. Um, <laughs> Not for long because you're trying to get a part-time job. Well, what's great about it is it really has given me a lot of space and time to just kind of sit sit a little and (laughs) like think about what it is that I want to do with my time and like figure out what my priorities are and I feel incredibly lucky that I have the schedule that I have so that I can use this time for a greater good it's just a matter of figuring out what that greater good is and I think at this point for me the greater good which is presumably temporary is just going to be me cutting down debt and so in order to do that, I'm going to get a full-time job or well, another part-time job so that I can knock all that shit out because once that's done, then I have so much more space to think about all the shit that I could do with like extra income or savings or whatever and like get our life moving forward. So I don't know if it would be forever or for how long it would be, but that's kind of the direction I'm going. But I was actually talking to Roger, and this has now just been in my head for the last few days, because I was talking to him about another job and yada yada and what I want to do. Because there's when you have when you're doing something just because and you don't have to do it, especially a job, 
you can be so much more selective about it Mm -hmm. and you can go for something that like you really want to do or am I just going for the money or am I going for the community? What am I going to get out of this? And for me right now, it's more about money, to be honest. It really, really is. Um, And like I do anticipate getting experience and getting a community, a different, you know, perspective from whatever it is that I do. I'm not like worried about it, but he asked me, well, if it wasn't about the money, what would you do? And I was like, oh, what a thought, (laughs) what a concept. I don't know what would I want to do if it wasn't about the money. So now I have like some ideas, little ticking on the inside. Like what? Um... I don't know. I have a special like idea that I don't know if I, I haven't told you about it yet, obviously, but well, I have over time, but I think I'm going to follow through with one of my many little ideas that I had in my head from before where now I think it could actually take me somewhere if I have enough time and space, which now I have some time and some space. I just need to plan and to execute said plan. What is it? I don't want to give all my ideas away. Hmm. Even though I'm the one that, I'm the only one that could do it. But I mean, I guess I should just say it, huh? I mean, I don't know. Are you <laughs> gonna tell me off off the air? I better know. No, I'll tell you, because well, I don't know. I get really like protective of my ideas. Makes sense. It's like intellectual property, but it's not like it's something that other people don't do. But so one of my favorite things to do is shop. <laughs> oh, okay. I already know what it is, so. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And um, I've had this idea for a while that, because I'm also, like, really good at shopping, is basically just being a buyer for my own little store of sorts. And I have a couple of friends that are very creative, and one of them's a photographer, and one of them's a hairstylist, and they work together on numerous projects, And I've worked with them a couple of times too. And I've even told them like maybe a year ago or more that the way I would want to be involved would be to do wardrobe. And now at this point, my photographer friend is like making moves. My hairstylist friend is making moves. And I'm the only one that hasn't like done anything to like follow through on my idea about it, which I know can work. I just have to literally do it. And so... I think that's still going to be something that I can do even if I have another part-time job because they're really, I don't know. I I have a lot of, uh, it's like all planned out in my head, basically. I just have to execute. So doing my best. We're getting there. I'm excited. Yeah. I think you'd be be good at it. And I think it would be fun because it's one of those things like, I mean, like Roger said, what would you do if it wasn't about money? And it's, to me, that wouldn't be about money necessarily. I think it could definitely make you money, make but, me money. Yeah. And it could be something that can take me somewhere else. It's not just being a hostess at a restaurant, which what the fuck's going to happen with that? You know, nothing. Yeah, I'm just yeah. going to be a hostess at a restaurant and I mean, make enough money. Sure. But is there an end game to that? Yeah, no. Is that what it's about? Exactly. No, it's about but it's about the money, right? this wouldn't exactly be about the money but it could get me there it could get me experience it could get me an opening into like some sort of you know just open doors into avenues that could be really creative and really interesting and sustainable for like 
my life and future. And it's, it is one of those things that I think I would look back and regret not doing it or not doing it soon enough. So I want to try and get on it. See, I don't have anything like that. And I feel like I, I, I was, am I missing something? Am I missing like a, uh, I don't think so, babe. I think what it is, is, um, a couple of things. I think that not to say that you're not creative because I think you are, but I think for you, you've just been bogged down forever by like responsibility. It's an excuse though. No, that's, that's not and like, a... and stuff that you have to do. And I'm saying it comes with like the, the time space to really be able to like sit and focus and not worry about anything else and think about, okay, what is a creative thing that, or, a, or an, anything that like you would want? I think you have a lot of, uh, I mean, you just care a lot about everybody and <laughs> you're always putting like everybody's needs before yours. And but I that's think that's not true either because there's nothing in there's recent little, memory that I've done that has gone out of my way to do I think anything you, for anybody. But I think you live your life that way and you don't realize it. I mean, not that I'm aware. I mean, you're right. But I mean, recently, I, no, there's nothing. Since I've moved out here, there's not been really one thing I've done for other people that I haven't been able to have the time for myself. I literally just don't know what I would do. And that's a that's. But you're also like, like there's only so it's much. It's scary almost because I feel like a lot of people you know, are, are forced to kind of feel like they have to do like a side hustle or a thing or they mm-hmm. have to be have a creative outlet and they have to have some sort of like idea that's going to get them out of their current situation that they're unhappy in. And I don't know where the fuck I would even begin with that. You know, music doesn't entice me like that anymore. You know, I wouldn't, there's nothing about me wants to start a band. Nothing about me wants to start doing anything you know musically i mean i want to play more and i've picked up my guitar a lot more lately but there's nothing that's making me want to go out and write music and do shows and play this or play that like there's nothing about that that is enticing to me there's nothing about wanting to do really anything and i'm i'm scared sometimes because i'm like man am i ever gonna have that am i ever gonna have that that uh that drive that people have towards like their creative outlet i look at knives and knives has done a podcast every single day this year but i mean he's also killing it on tiktok he's doing a bunch of other different things because he's a create he's a creator in that sense mm-hmm. and you know he would be homeless if he could just make movies all the time and he knows that he would be happy doing i don't have that thing and that's a very like scary thought at times because it's like man what you know i, I don't there's nothing that's pulling me in a direction like that. Well, I think that there are different people in the world. And I think that a lot of them are the creative types that just don't know where they're going or have a billion different ideas of things that they could do as a side hustle or to make money or to just not work hard. And they're like real physical demanding, you know, real life job and, people have like this whole escapist kind of mentality at least I do and I know a lot of in my head a lot of a lot a lot a lot of people are like that which is why you don't see the vast majority of people like seceding and being entrepreneurs and you know really making something of themselves what I think you are babe is no I don't want the what you think you are I want like an actual like well I'm I'm saying I think that you're a leader 
that's where you are in the in the scheme of the the tribe you're the leader you're the one that's like wrangling people together you're getting all these creative types to like come through for like a vision and if there's anything that i know that you love about your job and like your day-to-day and what keeps you going is like learning how to be a leader and how to manage people and like getting to know people stretch it i don't think it's a stretch babe you're so you're good at it and i don't i don't think that that's where you intended to go when you were young and you i don't think you thought that you would be that person to people but you are and you're so good at it and you're so thoughtful about it and intentional and like really really i mean you just excel in leadership even from the outside i can tell and so I think that mm-hmm. the world needs leaders and there's only going to be a select few of them. And then there's going to be all us like fucking crazy little f- fucking people running around. And you're the one that's like trying to wrangle us all in and like See, figure I, out what your direction and help people grow. I think that's who you are is you're like a grower. So you're focused on how you can be creative within leadership. How can you get through to this person? You put a lot of time and thought and energy into getting to know people and what they need and what they you know what's going to motivate this person to get to this goal what is their goal what do they want and you have that approach to everybody that you meet and there are not a lot of people like that so you don't have a lot of time space to come up with something like a super huge creative outlet your creative outlet is always going to be something that helps people but see i don't that's not something which i would say is a podcast here we are I mean, but even then, like, I'm not good at this, you know, I feel That's like I'm, true. I feel like I'm good because I do it and I'm good because I, yeah. I have the formula down, exactly. but it's not like I'm doing I mean, anything same. that's groundbreaking. I'm not doing anything that's Neither like, is Tire Girls Club. Well, right. But I'm not comparing myself to Tire Girls Club. I'm just comparing myself to the, to the scheme of it all. Like there's not, there's the people that'll go out there and are genuine creators. There are people that'll go out there and create a podcast. They're like and artists. Be, yeah. And be like, you know be so good at it that they're they're above everybody else right there's the levels to this kind of talk that everybody has like there's levels to it you know and i i feel like in first of all to the leadership aspect i don't even i don't really know if i want to be a leader i'm in that role now and it's fulfilling to a degree but at the same time like i think if we were to if i was to crash land on an island of like a hundred people uh-huh. the last thing i would want to do would be to lead the fucking people it's the last <laughs> thing i would fucking want to do because it would be I annoying mind being you like know a, they would turn to you though i don't necessarily know that they would because i i feel like i don't you know I, i'm in the leadership role right now mm-hmm. because i have to be because it's my job you think you would just be like this strong and steady worker that would be like building the huts I mean, I feel like I would much rather, you know, not have to worry about a bunch of shit. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'd much <laughs> rather just be like the dude that's like, hey, go and do this. Okay, cool. Go and do it. And then like get it done. And then when I'm done, like, hey, okay, cool. What else? <laughs> like, what else do you need me to do, man? Like, I don't want to be the the guy that's, you know, I mean, I guess it's not that I don't want to be the guy. I just, I don't see myself being any better in that role than if I was to be in the worker role or if I was to be in the support role you know like I get a lot out of being in like a support role now because I'm not like the store manager right I'm not the Mm -hmm. head honcho but I'm like right there and I'm in this program to where I'm gonna be the head honcho Mm -hmm. and like it's scary as fuck because I'm like man do I want to be the head honcho 
I kind of just want to do this program, get the knowledge and be like, all right, peace. And like be out of it and like not even fucking. No, do, you need you the know. experience. You're just scared. There's nothing to be scared really of scared, though. scared for sure. You're going to fucking kill it. Like you wouldn't have that opportunity if you weren't ready. And you know that you're ready because you weren't ready last year. And now this time they saw you and said, yep, it's yours to lose. And you know what? You fucking got it. So everyone knows you're ready. But everyone that in knows itself was won. like the pressure. That in itself was like, fuck, if I don't Well, okay, someone's succeed. holding you up to a standard. Yeah, it is scary. But it's not my standard. Who, who, what is your standard? Who's in your know. head telling you stuff? Dumbass Brian is in my head telling me stuff. Like, that's literally how I feel, like, nine times out of ten. Is I don't... I get up and I talk to myself, and I'm like, are we going to do this? And the other <laughs> the person I'm at head is like, yeah, I guess. Like, we got I, I guess Here we're we going to do this. Like, it's either we do this or we drown. And, like, drowning's not fun, because then you die. And, like, that's... I don't want to be dead, so I'm going to live. But am I really living to, like, live? You're really on, like, such a close edge of, like, you're either drowning or you're not. All the time. You're just like barely above the surface, like all the time. Like just your mouth and nose are above the water. Mm, maybe my head and your eyes. My head's above the water. All right, that's it though. Is it like tumultuous? Is it like huge tidal waves and shit? Or is it still a little pool? Can't get my arms out to grab the boat. Can't even see a boat. Oh, okay. I'm literally doggy paddling. All right. That's how I feel. Uh huh. Virgos. <laughs> I guess, man. I don't know. Did you see that Virgo bingo? I, I sent said you? I won. I was uh, like, I win. <laughs> I won it. I literally read it, and I think there was only one where I was like, nah. But every single other one, I was like, this is fucking Brian Tutti. It was hilarious. I thought it was hilarious. You know, and that's something that I I, I think is like a topic <laughs> of of discussion for the podcast. A lot of times is is there a you know a purpose? Is there a do, are, do, do people have do people have a purpose do does everybody and i don't know if it's a if it's because we see it in social media i had so i had a conversation with my friend brian who's who's in my position brian yeah olivas mm. he's in my position in a different store he's actually going to come on i think here pretty soon and we're going to talk about the coronavirus and everybody dying turning into zombies real shit hashtag hashtag real shit but uh you know and he was like he he said it pisses me off that everybody has to have a side hustle and has to have this, you know, uh, strive to break from the norm or be better or whatever. And he goes, mm-hmm. why can't people just be hard workers and enjoy their job for their community and for the people that they impact on like a daily basis? And I was like, yeah, man, that makes a lot of sense. It does make a lot of sense. You shouldn't have to always want to go out and hustle and you know, be the, have a side hustle just for the sake of having a side hustle. Cause not everybody wants to do that or, or work towards being your own boss or independent or whatever that mm-hmm. idea for people is. And, but then I'm like, okay, what if you don't want to do all those things? But what if you also don't want to fucking work with people? <laughs> like, I think it's all about if, mindset, you know, like yeah. you could go in as a fucking t-mobile employee and be like uh, yep this is it this is my life and like have a great you know mindset you don't like but a mindset worry, comes like, from your environment and from your surroundings and, and from your you your your influences though no don't want to work for anybody then you literally that's when people just quit their jobs and start fucking becoming little wanderers and shit and live in their truth but that's not attractive that doesn't have says who i mean they're those people still have a community there's still plenty of people out there that do that there's people that do any and all of it i think if you're comparing yourself to the person that is like 
hustling really hard in their day job and hustling really hard because they have a creative side hustle. Like you're never, if you're comparing yourself to other people, like you're already wrong. Like you need to, if you feel, do you feel jealous of people that have side hustles? Like, do you feel like you, that makes you look like you're not enough? And because maybe it does, like in the real world, maybe people are looking at you compared to somebody else that's like working twice as hard. And then that's like a reality you have to face. But yeah, that is shitty. But if you just don't give a fuck what those people have to say and you're like, yep, I'm just doing my job, getting by, paying my rent, paying my bills, don't have much extra, but I'm comfy enough. Then there's that. But once you um, are too, how does that phrase go? It's like, you got to be willing enough to go through bullshit to change. Or what? You're too afraid no to... No idea what you're talking about. <laughs> you're, you have to... The pain of staying the same is greater than the pain it would take to change, right? You have to reach that never point. never heard that either. Oh, it's something I mean, like it's that. It's a good one. That's good. I like that. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say the first time. Yeah, When the pain of staying the same is greater than the pain it would take to change, then people change, you know? Whatever. That's my that's my TED talk. Thank you. You can go. <laughs> Add extra. <laughs> yeah. Hit me. <laughs> I'm winning. Uh yeah, and see I feel like I'm not. And that's where it's 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 you know I I feel Do you feel like you have to have a side hustle to be Not a side seen hustle. As... A side hustle is just an example. I wanna have like a I honestly at times feel like I don't have a like direction of what I want or what I even want to work towards or where, you know, I know where staying in my current role is going to take me. Mm-hmm. And I know where, uh, I know where doing the podcast is going to take me. And I know where, you, but does any of that seem appealing or you need to do a little exercise in daydreaming? No, because I've fucking spent my whole life daydreaming, and it was always like, okay, cool, being in a band or being this and being okay, that, so and that I'm like, that's not was... practical anymore. Okay, so that and was not... that was that was when you were daydreaming. That was back then, and not in the now. Right. And in the now, you are very bogged down with like reality and your day to day shit that you don't have. You're not allowing yourself the time and mind frame and mind space to be like this doesn't have to be like this. What could it be? And you just play with all those ideas and, but then that's wasting and go time. out. I feel like wasting that's wasting time, time for what? What else would you be doing? I could be worrying. Doing, I could be putting you would be in worrying. Work something. You would be having anxiety about all the shit that you're not doing when like there is a very, people have to, you have to think to come up with these ideas. You have to brainstorm, spend time thinking and letting ideas and inspiration flow in order to, come up with anything come up to next next step if you're never thinking about any of that stuff never being intentional about like you know taking time to see where your fucking mind goes like you're you're always going to be just bogged down you have to give yourself a little bit of freedom and that is like creativity and that feels good and that's where you can be like yeah, maybe, maybe I do want to take a stupid dance class on a Thursday. Fuck it. Otherwise, I'm going to be sitting at home worrying about what I'm going to do on Friday. And what's the point? You know, there's no point. It's not getting you anywhere. Yeah, we got kind of off topic, but you I have to like saying. try stuff. At least 
give yourself the space to think about trying stuff. <laughs> I mean, I feel because, like I do. I feel like I, I feel like I'm spark. in my because you'll never see, know what you like and what you want unless you try stuff. I know that. And you're not going to try stuff unless you think about it. I, but I, there's nothing that even interests me to want to try. I feel like I'm a. I feel like I'm a. Uh, oh, what's a good example? I feel like I'm a. Hmm. What's an area in your life you feel like you could grow? I mean, a lot of areas, but that's that's where it's that's where it's. And I don't, I don't want this to turn into like a it's turning into like a therapy session, and that's not necessarily where I, I wanted so. this podcast I think it's just to go. Talking. But I feel like there's a there's something about having like a like I don't know if I have anything any goals any type of uh, aspirations outside of just being the best that I can in what I'm doing currently. But what is frustrating about it is I don't necessarily know if I love what I'm doing currently. And that's in like a lot of different aspects. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I get accomplishment. I get the sense of accomplishment and I get the sense of fulfillment from knowing that, you know, and I've said this before on here is like, I want to go to, I want to wake up with like intention and I want to wake up with a goal to accomplish. And as long as I can go to bed feeling like I've accomplished that, whether it be, you know, having a successful day with you, a fun, whatever it is, having a successful day at work, helping somebody, whatever. As long as I'm able to wake up, say, hey, this is what I'm going to go after today and go to bed and feel like I've accomplished that or at least gotten one step closer to accomplishing that, then it's a success. Do you but feel it, like you do that? Yeah, yeah, I do. I do. And I'm not saying that I'm like, you know, lost isn't the term that I want to use because I don't necessarily think that I'm lost. But I just, I don't know if that is the, I don't know if the waking up and going to bed with that type of like aspiration is going to get me anywhere because I'm not focusing all on one thing or I'm not focusing all on this one thing that is going to slowly progress me into this next thing. Yeah, I've got this program that I'm in with work and that's cool. But do I really want to go through you know, I'm going to hit my 10-year mark in August. Do I really want to go through another couple years of being in this next role I'm going to work for? Maybe. Just, do I? I don't know if I do. And then so to me, that's like, hey, what is all this work that I've been doing for the last 10 years going towards? What is all the work that I'm doing currently getting up, trying to go after this stuff? What is that accomplishing? If I'm just going to be burnt out in the next year. Mm-hmm. or whatever it may be and that's even to say that that's what's going to happen but you know again back to like knives because he's a fucking super inspirational guy and he's just he's going to be a filmmaker one day and he's going to probably make a movie that makes him millions of dollars but he's not going to be in it for making millions of dollars he's going to be in it for the art of making a film and it's going to fulfill his need of he's he's going to fulfill that piece of himself mm-hmm. i don't have that thing I've, I feel like I've had that before, but I don't know what I would equate that to now. I don't know if it's music or martial arts or whatever. And it's kind of this weird, like, it's like a limbo almost where mm-hmm. it's like, man, am I just kind of like floating here? Is the work really going to pay off in the end? Well, what's it going to pay off? Yeah, I'll get experience. And that's always like a hindsight perspective to look at is like, hey, you grew you know, and when I talk to my friends that are going through struggles or going through hard times, I say, hey, man, it's the journey, right? There's no like end goal destination. There's no, 
there's no uh, beginning and end because right. it's the journey that's that's got the value in it, right? Like once mm-hmm. you get to the point that once you get to that checkpoint that you wanted to get to, there's a new checkpoint to get to, right? There's a new right. finish line to get to. But I just I see like this monotonous. It can be monotonous. It, you 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 can spend the next ten years working towards something, and then one day something happens and nothing none of that matters anymore right an illness a tragedy uh fucking breakup whatever and you know i I feel like that that's that's more crushing than not having like a consistent driving force is more crushing than like having a consistent driving force but like almost failing every day you know like it would almost to me be more fulfilling if you know let's take a starving artist right like it's almost more fulfilling if you do go your whole life dedicated to the art then you die one day and yet you spent every day of your life doing something that you love doing even if you didn't get any recognition for it any money for it any whatever you know Mm-hmm. Than not having like that purpose while you're alive, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's kind of a weird. Not that I'm saying I don't have a purpose either. I'm just like I don't. There are times where I don't feel drawn towards anything, other than like I don't know. I don't. I don't, I don't know. Getting up and accomplishing something because then I at least don't have like that weight of not feeling accomplished at the end of the day. I mm-hmm. guess is like a, a good good way to put it. I don't have that defeat. You know, I don't ever want to go to bed feeling like I was defeated. There have been those days, definitely. I think everybody has those days, you know. And you but, don't think a starving artist who worked every single day of their life and never got recognition doesn't feel defeated at the end of the day? I mean, if they were really, if they are, if they were doing it for the art, I mean, no. Yeah, they might feel defeated in the sense that maybe they didn't get the the painting sold or the whatever but at the end of the day does any of that matter if you're really working towards what you love you're doing what you love so so you just want to do something that you love yeah and i don't know what i love well i think that that's a very um relatable and i do i've I've talked about it before on here and i just the reason i bring it up with you is because you know, you do have this like passion and this drive, and I feel like a lot of like. Then what? <laughs> like right now, like you have this, you 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 have these like creative ideas that you want to work have a towards. Passion and, and the... drive for my imagination and the fucking reality that is my daydreams. That's not reality. That's where my passion is. But I mean, you're able to like manifest that from your daydreams. You know exactly. Like... So. I want something Take notes <laughs> well, right but I mean like so where I'm at is like you're at least daydreaming about stuff and you're excited because you get to go and you get to try those things and... yeah well it's not because my day-to-day is inspiring it my day-to-day is like all right this isn't forever I don't think I want it to be forever I'm not in love with where I am in the moment but I'm in love with the idea that this is building towards something that's better and in my head it's just always going to be better and so who knows maybe tomorrow is the better day and there we go so no today if today was a great day cool fucking tomorrow's going to be great and if tomorrow's not great 
maybe the next day will be it's i because i understand also that like yeah it is a journey you know it's never gonna be easy everyone's gonna have hard days shit's not gonna work out in or i i know what it feels like to be in a job where i fucking hate it and i feel stuck and trapped and there aren't any other options especially when you're young and when I was young and I was like well fuck I have three more years of school to do and I'm stuck working this fucking small ass town minimum wage job and there's no other place to work and it's suffocating I know what that feels like I mean and I hated every second of it but what got me through it was being like just gotta fucking keep going keep going and then it'll get easier and it gets easier and it gets easier and you just get kind of numb to it. And then See, you come up you, with some ideas that that's are like, where it's like hey, well, okay, if I could go anywhere, where am I going? You know, you just, I, it's a fault, honestly, that I think so far out there and I have, I like detach and am um, an escapist at times. And it is like my reality that I, uh, you know, don't live in this one half the time. And I can't, it's, it takes work for me to like be present and focus on what I'm doing in order to get to my next steps and see what, what these steps are right in front of me that I need to take and focus and do it day in and day out. Like that routine is what I don't, I can't do. I somehow make certain things work just in a general idea of the sense. And that's where I think that's what I would call the, manifesting and the intention is it's like I didn't I didn't know how I was gonna get from point A to point B I just knew I wanted to get to point B I didn't know what it was gonna look like and I just trusted that you know things were gonna go that way you know I was just gonna orient my life to the next place like I always knew that I wanted a job and it's so basic. I always knew that I wanted a job that I could do anywhere and had flexibility with like time and schedule and moving. I, I always knew I wanted to be like able to be mobile because that feeling of being stuck and trapped, I just can't. I That gives me like panic attacks. I cannot feel like I am boxed in and have no way out. And so... What do you mean by that? Like, like if I, mobile, like, I mean, you're not... Like, if I worked for, like, a small little, like, a boutique or something that was, like, a one-of-a-kind thing, there's no moving to another city and just transferring locations okay. and it being easy. There's mm-hmm. no, like, I'm a nurse, so I can be here and then move to a different city and automatically have a job. There's no... If it's something that's so small like that or, like, in restaurants, you know, it's like, this is my one place, sure, my skill can kind of do something but it's going to be something completely different that you know there's no standards around what what you do that's not what I ever wanted so there are granted there are a lot of careers that are mobile and flexible and you can you know we did it with hotels we did it with T-Mobile nurses do it hairstylists do it like there are careers out there I didn't know which one was for me but I knew that that was what I kind of wanted to get into and I somehow I just so randomly, you know, met you and then met Josh who got me my job at fucking Marriott and that opened that door for me. That was already my first step into checking that box off 
and then within so you hospitality that. that was in your mindset like how right. did you develop that how did you develop that hey this is what i want you know and and how did you that know i wanted that that to was... be flexible like that yeah like or that you even wanted to you know that i mean that's a weird a weird a weird take on it because i mean did you really know that you wanted to be flexible or was it the fact that you were yeah. stuck up in yucca and you didn't want to be stuck in yucca and you just so happened to get a job that was flexible and then you saw the possibilities of I being mean, able to be flexible and i would go call and that divine intervention babe so okay right. <laughs> it's called manifesting that's how that shit works you have an intention you don't want to be stuck so you're not going to keep making choices to keep you stuck like if i wanted to be stuck i would have got pregnant at 18 you know but i knew that i did not want that and so i made the choice to not get pregnant at 18 so that i had the freedom and flexibility to move on i very well could have i fucking could have and especially with the people that i was around and all this sort of influence that yucca has that could very well have been my life but i have a vision <laughs> for my future that involved a life outside of yucca so i wasn't going to do anything that would require me to stay there that's it it's just a little bit of forward thinking just a little bit just a little bit <laughs> beyond the like pleasures and comforts of the moment that i would say is the benefit of me not being present all the time is i don't get wrapped up in things that are i would say addictive and very like just uber pleasurable or not because I don't get stuck in things. I don't get stuck in that. And it's one thing once you become so comfortable and so um, just okay with living that day-to-day fucking normal routine, have no vision, no future, no nothing, then that's where you're going to be. You're going to stay there. You're not going to be looking for an out. So the out's not going to present itself to you. And if it does, you're not going to recognize it. And so you have to have, that's what the intention and the manifesting is. You have to be, you have to have your eyes and ears open for the opportunity to get you to that next step. Because if, I mean, opportunities fall in your lap all the time, every day. Are you looking for an out? Are you looking to for something that might be more comfortable are you looking what are you looking for are you not looking at all your eyes fucking shut while you're just going through life turning down everything that comes your way maybe maybe not it's just being intentional about which which way you go i think i'm having a little bit of dissonance just because i've 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 talked about being positive a lot you know and this program's got me doing this like these mind shit mindset shift exercises and mm-hmm. trying to see different perspectives of things and it's it's, it's <laughs> and are you open to it i mean yeah but that's because it's it's you know i growth i love growth and i i, I love being able to progress in areas and and become better and that's why i think i'm so stuck on this like hey go wake up accomplish something get better go to sleep right like mm-hmm. i try to have this fulfilling feeling at the end of the day and and it can be you know i can get that feeling from different things whether it be you know getting better at martial arts you know fucking going out and hanging out with you and having a great day whatever it is but having a killer day at work mm-hmm. it could be a number of different things but at the same time you know having a fucking interview that is fired having engagement like there's a ton of shit that 
motivates me and gets me going and keeps adding the fuel to the fire. But at the same time, I feel like it's not the same spark constantly. It's not the same ignition that is was fueling it the day before. And I, you know, at work, I get this this you know I kind of get shit on a little bit, but not shit on, but. I get like, uh, fuck, Brian's never negative. Brian never comes into work with like this negative attitude. And like, all I want to do is be negative for a day. Like, that's all I want. <laughs> I just want to go in and be able to fucking be negative and not talk to anybody. Just do it on your not... days off. Be fucking negative. No, because then I feel like, if, then I feel like I'm, I'm giving in. Then I'm giving in to like the, the, you know, and I've had to try to explain this before on the, on here, on the podcast. I've had to try to explain this to my friends that I've, that I've talked to and that I've helped. And it's like, man, how are you always so, like, you're always seeing this this positive aspect of things, and is it, you know, is it is it fake? Is it? <laughs> is it I wonder the same thing. Uh, about what? About you. <laughs> and see, like, and that's okay. So I'm like, I'm like, it took me a long ass time. I think it was only a couple months ago where I was like, wait, do you ever get? mad like are there even people you meet that you don't like i literally had to ask you these questions out loud months ago after we've been together for four years and i was like hold up i don't think i've ever heard brian say anything negative about anybody oh i've come home and complained even, about customers i mean before. okay customers but it's just it's more the situation before. and like shit bitchy people say but not like people you've actually had i don't know who where your friends rank if they do with between each other like you just hold everybody to their own little standard and everybody has their like place in your heart and they're all equal it seems you know at least from the outside that's friends and family though well, like yeah. there's definitely so that's people amazing. normal people throughout the and day that normal people piss me the fuck like off your co-workers <laughs> you know you're always you are always like positive i mean even when you complain you just get it out real quick and then it seems you know it doesn't affect your your work and your day-to-day and your you know relationship with me or your relationship with the next person you talk to it doesn't seem it's like you can manage those feelings so well and that's a fucking gift because oh it's a curse though it's a curse as well (laughs) because i feel like it's because you have to hold it in but i think that's that's where your like jujitsu and your martial arts and stuff come in because you're like i mean there's a level of getting that shit out whether you're thinking oh fuck there was a person today punch you know i don't know how much you channel that sort of shit but you at least have an outlet for it if you ever want to i mean i that's you know definitely channels it i mean i could probably use it to channel more to be honest i could probably (laughs) be more aggressive i mean you probably should just so it doesn't like build up and you fucking combust in like 10 years and see that's where i feel like it could it could lead and i'm just like man when does that when does that happen when's that gonna happen yeah when does that like breaking point or that like midlife crisis or that i just fucking walk out of work one day and fucking quit everything like when does that teapot get start whistling <laughs> well and just, just know like, fuck man that when that does happen i'm gonna love you and i'm gonna be sitting back like you say that you say that way to go babe you did like, it it was time you needed it because i know there's an other side to that shit like once you get stuff out you move on you know you leave it there it's it's like the teapot's only going to explode once and then there's nothing and then you just got to fucking build again and you probably won't get to another point where you build again because the level's so the bar's somewhere else you know and then there's always there's always another side and it's 99% 
better. You have to face the wreckage if it was something that was like horrific. But even still, day at a time. Next, next, next. You move on. Time goes on. It's all good. It's all good. Everybody, nobody's perfect. Everybody has their fucking days that suck. There's so many times where I'm at work and I'm like, I literally just have to get through today where I'm not necessarily excited to be there or excited to meet whoever's coming in. Or maybe I'm feeling anxious about this fucking men's haircut that's coming in because I fucked it up the last time. And I'm like, yikes, I really hate this. And I really don't want to have to do this right now. But I know it's going to happen no matter what. I can't control what other people think or feel. I can just do my best and be me. And in an hour, it'll be over. And then I can move on with my fucking life. On to the next. And sure, maybe the next day I'm going to feel the same way. But then it'll be over. And maybe maybe it'll exceed my expectations. Maybe it won't even be so bad. And maybe like it'll end so well that I feel even that much better about it because my expectations are so low. And then I just fucking whoop to the top. You know? I think that's a positive mindset. I don't think everybody's motivated all the time and always has a little spark that's driving them creatively or not. It's fucking, it's life. Like, it's not going to be that's easy. Where I think that's where it's not going to be easy all the time. It's not going to be see, fun so all the time. It's not going to feel worthwhile all the time. I'm so fucking in my head about but life like, and what's like the end scared game? of death. And think like about your end game. Of, but the end game is death. There's no end game. <laughs> The end game is dying. Okay. Okay. And so the goal is to do whatever you can between your life, the living, the breathing part, the first Uh breath, and then the death part, right? And so are you doing it however you want it to do? (sighs) If it wasn't about money, what would you be doing? Let me ask you the same question. uh, No fucking clue. I literally don't know. I'd probably play guitar for a week. You need to do some soul searching. I'd probably play guitar for a week. I'd probably travel. I'd probably go. I'd probably travel everywhere. I'd probably try to get like a some sort of fucking like mini home and just travel okay so why don't you make that a little goal because i don't because the not? earth's dying i don't want to it's gonna be who fucking cares it's gonna be the shit earth's dying yeah anyway. so live your life the best oh, you, while you have the time no it's because i'm 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 i'm, I'm le- first i'm letting the negative energy out now because i, know, I feel I can like tell. i can't I, I i never vent i never i want to hear it all it out. and i'm I mean, gonna just push you every time nudge you with a little stick and be like let's go we're doing it get up it's it's that's where it, what it comes down to it comes down to you know the mindset and i i just question mine sometimes i question whether or not you know i do have a Sorry. you're good Oof. i uh i question whether or not i have like a, a stable mindset in the sense that you know what I'm doing and what I'm working towards, and you know the 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 effort that I'm putting in towards things, if it is really going to pay off, You're- or if it's, you know, because, and let's be real, let's be very honest, like us being the people that are fortunate and privileged to to live the lives that we do, and you know we 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 get to take advantage of a lot of things, mm-hmm. and it's real easy for you and me and i've said it several times it's what this podcast is pretty much about is you've got to find your balance right you have to be able to uh if you want to truly be happy which i believe i am but i don't know 
I don't necessarily know if I know what unhappy feels like. And I could very well be unhappy, but I've got nothing to complain about. You know, I'm in a better situation than a lot of fucking people. And I don't necessarily know if there's a gauge of being unhappy that I've experienced that is contrast to what I think is happiness. And I'm fucking living in happiness right now, right? I get to fucking see my family and my friends pretty much when I want. Like, we get to travel. We get to go places. We get to do fun shit. We get to do cool shit. I've got literally no reason to be unhappy outside of the fact that I'm going to die one day. Like, that's shitty, right? <laughs> but there's there's no, like, gauge of, hey, here's happy and unhappy. And so... For me to sit back and say that, you know, hey, it's just getting up every day, doing the work, putting in the effort, you know, being a good person, putting out the energy so you get it back. It'll all work out in the end. It's real easy for us to say that because we're currently experiencing the working. It's working out for us. Like we're not, we're not struggling any more than we need to we're not in a situation where it's life and death we're not in a situation where it's food on the table or not food on the table we're not in these weird tough situations that really truly test people's characters right like our characters aren't being tested we say we're getting tested because we're emotional and we're emo or we're fucking (laughs) sad one day happy the next day that's not being tested no being tested is like not having food being tested is not having a home which Mm -hmm. i have experienced to a degree and I'm not, I guess that would be my unhappy, right? I, I guess I've been unhappy to a degree. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm definitely not there. I'm definitely not at that level that I was at one time in my life. But at the same time, I'm experiencing, I think, like a different unhappy or a different happy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, yeah. my, my, my life is so much different than it was five, ten years ago that the levels of happy and unhappy are different. They're not, I'm never going to be in the position where I'm like homeless almost and and, and don't have anywhere to go. Like I'm not going to ever be there again. So now that that level of unhappy is no longer available to me. You know, granted Mm -hmm. some crazy shit ever happens, but me and Josh were talking about this and like, I feel that there's, you know, if there's anything that I can speak about my character or myself is that there is a, level of ethic and effort that I put out that, you know, if I ever was to lose my job or lose the house or whatever we were to do or fucking I was to be out on my own, it would only be for a short period of time before I got back up on my feet and made mm-hmm. some of myself again. Whether it got into an entry level job, worked my way up, whatever, got an opportunity, put myself out there. Yeah. There would only be a that. short amount of time before that happened. Mm-hmm. There are the people that never get that lucky. And there are the people that that you know that you can't sit there and say oh one day it'll work out because it never works out for a lot of people and for me i think it's unfair for us to be able to say that and it's unfair for us to say hey it'll it'll work out one day mm-hmm. when our levels of working out are, you know what I'm saying? It's like a very entitled perspective. Yes. I guess that's one way to put it, but it's also delusional almost. Like, it's working out for us because we're 
and we can say it's going to work out for us because we're already on a foundation that's higher than like what a lot of other people have. Well, right. But at the same time, like what is the, like just because I have that foundation doesn't mean that my level of content or my level of happiness or my level of, you know, fulfillment is also that level. Does that make sense? Like, Mm -hmm. and I almost feel, I almost feel, I feel bad, I guess, that I'm, I'm not in the position where I have to fight out of something anymore or I'm not in the position where I have to actually go through a struggle. Do you feel like you deserve it? It's funny that you say that because what did I say when I was fucking getting my fucking teeth ate down my mouth? That you deserved it. I felt it. like I fucking deserved it. I was going through like this little torture in this hell. That's I had my wisdom something teeth. you really got to talk to somebody about. Man, I don't even know what that is. I So I had my wisdom teeth. I haven't done a podcast since I got my wisdom teeth out and I got them out on the first and I fucking didn't go to sleep like an idiot and let him just yank these teeth out of my mouth while I was awake. I did the same thing. But, and you know what? I fucking kind of, I'm like, I understand you did the same thing, but I just, I feel like they say it's worse to get your wisdom teeth out when you're older. And yeah, like, true. Because they, grow, they than, grow deeper. The, I shit you not, they were this fucking big and I'm holding my fingers out. Like probably two inches in, long. In, yeah, two inches long. <laughs> they yanked this motherfucker out of my mouth and it was so fucking big. And I went, I looked and I went, can I just quit? Can I just stop doing this? And that was only one tooth out. Uh-huh. The second tooth came out fine, and I was like, okay, maybe this isn't that bad. The last, my bottom two teeth, fuck that. Like, the, uh, I, I'm not even going to talk about it. You're going to have to do a whole podcast <laughs> about it. That's how fucking bad it was. And I'm like, the entire time, this masochist mindset <laughs> is just like, I fucking deserve this. This is what I get for being a shitty person. This oh is what I get God. for not, so this is what I get for fucking uh, cutting corners whenever I cut corners, or like, you know, I'm not even, and, and like, did I what did I do when I was fucking recovering? I fucking read. I got a bunch of work done. I fucking mm-hmm. put myself through like this ringer of 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 yeah, I just did shit so I felt like I was a comp, you know. And and it's maybe I do have some weird fucking thing where I just always have to you know now that I talk about it out loud too. I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm not struggling as much as I was where I'm just like fuck, what am I even doing? Mm-hmm. Like I'm not, I'm not feeling as accomplished because I'm not struggling. Maybe I don't know, but nobody wants to be struggling either. Nobody wants to be put in a position where they have to fucking worry about food and worry about where they're going to live and money and bills. And nobody wants to be in that position. And we also are. I mean, we still worry about bills and we still worry about shit. But it's it's it's. We have a consistent <sighs> life. That's fine. I have a few Valentine's things. Day episode. Go. <laughs> <laughs> this took a turn. The name of this episode is going to be How the Turntables, for sure, because it was supposed to be about love, and now it's a fucking therapy so, session. So, a lot like love. Yeah. Happiness mm-hmm. is a choice. Okay. I believe that. Happiness is a choice. That's why you see homeless people that are fucking skipping down the street. That's mental and illness, why you... <laughs> <laughs> This is not happiness. That's and, a mental illness. I mean, hey, some people, maybe they don't. Maybe they're just like, fuck it. Today's a good day. It's beautiful outside. I'm going to fucking mosey down the street just like I want because nobody's going to tell me shit. That's the crack. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're getting cool. this happiness mixed up with crack and mental illness. Okay. <laughs> happiness is still a choice. Okay. That's why you can see people that work the same job fucking nine to five same rate of pay same life yada yada one person can just be like this is delightful and another person will be like fuck me in this eternity life sucks it hurts but you have to you you choose it just like you choose to make a relationship work and put it as a priority just like you choose every single day no matter what 
life comes at you, you're like, it's cool. I'm not going to let this bother me. Do you think there's actual scientific evidence saying that happiness is a choice? Like probably. I think if you talk to anybody, they're going to say, like any person that's genuinely happy is going to say, yeah, it's a choice. You don't just wake up happy and your endorphins are fucking flowing. You have to do the things that make you happy. And in order to do those things, you have to make the choice to do the work to make you happy. And maybe it's a, a long game before you feel happy. Maybe it does require like the fucking being in the trenches for years, but you know at the end of it that you're going to get to look back and be like, I went through the fucking trenches. It was worth it. I feel good. And if it wasn't worth it, hopefully you can be like, I mean, then fuck. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, so, but but I mean, you can't. People commit suicide. <laughs> like, okay. people, people do give up. And well, they, sure. They're, 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 but they're, you, I would say for the most people, you, a you have to think. behavioral therapist may say happiness is a choice. Yes. Oh, yeah. But Be- at the same time, like. For sure. What if you really are fucking fucked up? Okay. What if you're then, mentally, yeah. what if you. Then like, you need to make the choice to get help and to get on whatever fucking meds you need and seek the company of people that are going to help you feel the best. And yeah, maybe you're broken and you're never going to feel the best, but that doesn't mean you should stop trying. And trying is a choice. It's always going to be a choice. Life's not just going to fucking pet your balls and tell you you're beautiful. Like it's not going to happen. You got <laughs> I think that was a great quote. Pet your balls and tell you you're beautiful. All right. That's not how it's going to work. You have to like go into those situations and decide that you're going to take something from it. It could be a lecture. It could be getting your wisdom teeth pulled out. You know what I do when I go to the dentist, babe? This is the difference between me and you. You went to the dentist and you thought, I fucking deserve this. I'm a shitty person. This is what I get. This is payback for being awful. I go into the dentist and I lay there while they're scraping at my teeth and I think to myself, I like this. This feels great. Thank you for being in my mouth right now. Literally, that's what I have to tell myself for in order for me to get through it. Honestly, I swear to God, that's exactly... you've told me this before. I, I know. It's the truth. That's what I'm like at the dentist. I think this is good. I am so lucky that I get to be in the dentist chair and this person is qualified to be scraping my mouth it is delightful it's gonna feel better it actually and you know mind over matter you just train yourself to be like now i kind of look forward to it because it's like a physical sensation and i'm like telling myself that's how that's like actually a mode of therapy it's like tapping and this tap method so it's kind of like that you have to if if you associate um a physical sensation and like a, a nervous system response with what you're thinking in your head and that's how trauma is made you know if like you're getting raped or whatever and it feels terrible and in your mind it's terrible and then the next time you go to have sex and you're feeling that physical sensation your mind's going to go there push my stress yeah. yeah so it's the same thing you can train yourself positively to be like okay this physical sensation in my mouth you have the choice to decide whether you're going to think it's the worst thing that's ever happening to you and you're scared and you're afraid of it or be like this is great. And do you really fully believe it when you first do it? Probably not. But if you're like taking care of yourself to go every six months and you're in there and the people are nice and friendly, like they're not in there to fucking hurt you and make you have a bad day. That's like, they just are trying to do their job and hopefully you don't freak out. And because that's, they don't want that. 
they want you to be comfortable because they know it's kind of scary. So if you can go in and do your work to be like, it feels great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being in my mouth right now. You know, it'll just be that much better. It's a positive experience. It's one aspect to take it. Take it. Yeah. Also, go. your efforts will never betray you. Okay. Goes kind of along. That's a phrase that I hear in my head whenever I need it. And whether you're fucking at the gym and you're like, this is fucking pointless. I've been working out for two hours and it's not going to make a difference. Then, yeah, it's not going to make a fucking difference. But that's not true. But if you think that, then you're never going to see those positive results. You're never when you look in the mirror, you're not going to notice that. Yeah, maybe it did make a difference. You have to, like, go in and realize that, hey, if I put in this work, no matter what it is, whether it's in my career, whether it's into like counting calories, whether it's into um, just fucking taking picture after picture after picture after picture after picture, you're eventually going to make some progress somewhere. That I agree with. And so your efforts are never, ever, 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 ever going to betray you. So if at the beginning you're trying and trying and trying and you just fucking suck and you fucking suck and you don't think you're getting better, it's all about persistence. And in the end, you're going to get what you put in. You really are. You reap what you sow every time, no matter what. That it's I a agree law with. of nature. That I agree with. If you're a fucking mega bitch to everybody, yeah, everybody's going to, the world's going to reflect that back. If you're super nice to people, somebody somewhere is going to notice. That I agree with. Um, and so making those choices to be happy and positive, it's not going to betray you. Because once you do face another, you know, obstacle you're going to be able to look at it and know that you don't deserve it and know that that's not a reflection on you other than an opposite like mirror to say i'm better than this i'm stronger i'm more positive i can get through this and you do because you always get through it every time unless you kill yourself but don't do that i mean it's some people do yeah i know and I feel like that's a that's something that obviously it's a whole nother topic because it's I don't, I don't think any either of us are near that state or you know I, I elderly I, men are the most likely yeah, group to yeah. kill white, themselves white men between and teenagers white men between thirty five and fifty no it's older rate. the I mean older men definitely do that well, but like, the highest suicide like old rate men is, uh, I uh, thought like senior citizen men. Look it up. Maybe it's changed. I believe it's like elderly men because they feel like once they're out of the workforce and stuff, they feel like they have like no purpose and they're the ones that are more likely to off themselves. So I believe it's, yeah, I mean, that's what I always went by. That's what I always thought. Maybe not always, but I learned that once. I do believe it to be fact. And that's what I tell people, especially on podcasts when there are people maybe listening. Brian's doing a little searchy search. Uh, men 40 to 64. Yep. Most likely to commit suicide. Mm-hmm. Of all races. Yep. And that was as of, well, that's of, as of 2015. Yeah. Yeah. Would I say 35 to 50? So you said something. You're pretty close, mm-hmm. yeah. If you need help, ask for it. Everyone's been there, you There's know, a, in some way or another. I believe the suicide hotline is now 
811, if I'm not mistaken. Hmm. It's being changed to a three-digit number if anybody needs that. That's good. It's not that complicated-ass number. Not that, that number that Logic sang? That Logic was singing about. That was a great song. Uh, oh, yeah, it was. Uh, oh, no. Um, just says 811 is an angel number. That's <laughs> <laughs> some woo-woo. Woo-woo. Uh, I feel like if you need any sort of resource just fucking find what works for you man whether it's religion astrology a friend most of the time i think people just need something to keep them grounded when you just get sucked up in your head and in those little tornadoes that take you places (laughs) that aren't helpful you need you need something to bring you back down what do you think causes like the the stars to commit suicide like why chester why fucking the dude from uh, fucking Audio Slave, Chris Cornell? Like, why, why are people that on the outside seemingly like successful, have happy, have it all? What demons are they working with? And I understand that there's a, I mean, we're talking about us being levels above mm-hmm. people. I mean, they're levels, 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 levels above people, and obviously they're probably dealing with shit, demons. You know, yeah. uh, the real world, like uh, on a I mean, on a scale that they're actually they have access to everything. Right. Like a Chester Bennington could have probably gone anywhere and done anything. Right. You know, one day he wanted to be this place, he could be. The other next day he wanted to be somewhere else doing something different, he could be because he affords himself that and he's able mm-hmm. to do that. And he's able to share all these experiences and 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 and, and, and you know, basically do whatever he wants. Like, and yet you still didn't find what was making you press on you still didn't find the one thing that wanted to make you stick around having six kids having a family yeah it's crazy and you still didn't either nothing there there wasn't anything at your disposal when you potentially could have had anything at your disposal and it still wasn't enough i think that i mean there is obviously a biological component you know that needs to be addressed like a very depression there's a i mean that's real you know i can talk and talk and talk about just like choose and choice and yada yada but i think even um robin williams had a quote or something or maybe it was jim carrey that said like you know basically you can be depressed and whatever but if you're not you know going outside and exercising and giving yourself a fighting chance then yeah it is fucking pointless you know like you have to I forgot what that exact quote was, but it was something like you do have to put in some work and make some choices. Otherwise it is going to take you, you know, like there, there is a level of work that has to be done. So, I mean, there's definitely a biological component and there definitely is help and resource out there. I think there's, when you're a star, there is, I mean, the pressure's compounded. You're in the spotlight. I mean, even if you're, you know, the lead singer of Lincoln Park and like nobody is, act, nobody actually cares what you do day to day. Like he could walk into a coffee shop, I'm sure. And maybe like one dude in there will recognize him. But what the fuck are you, you talking know, about? He's I Chester Bennington. Okay. If I saw him in a co- I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't I know. Could, I could you know? pick out four or five of his tattoos on his arm right, alone and right. tell who he okay. was. Okay. But I don't think that but he's not the, the same I level. I would be the dude in the coffee shop and go, Chester Bennington? <laughs> yeah, Holy that shit. would be you. But there's, I mean, there's, you know what I'm trying to say like 
he could still live a sort of normal life if he went to the right place. Uh, Robin at the Williams right time. could. Robin Williams could not. Robin Williams Absolutely is not. getting recognized so, everywhere. Exactly. So there's his pressures are just like compounded. You know, he probably feels like he's not just letting his, you know, wife and his kid down. He's letting down the whole fucking world, you know, and that's a lot of pressure and that's a huge lens. And, you know, sometimes that that can just be too that's much. Not enough. That's not enough to stick around. I mean, fucking... not when it's like hurts. I know what it feels like when it hurts. There's a there's a point when you're depressed where it's physically painful that you understand why people would just you, see, you just can't see I've, you literally just can't you know and i've never really ever thought of myself as being depressed or being having depression and i know there's like depressive episodes i was mm-hmm. talking to my sister about this the other day because i mean i guess officially she's been diagnosed right i think she's officially got it and whether it has to do with substance abuse or whatever but mm-hmm. I mean, she's got it which is kind of weird right I don't think it's weird. I think this is like Not a very weird. normal I mean, thing for, it, it's, for it's, a lot of people. It is normal, normal. But I mean, for, yeah. for me, it's weird to someone that close. I mean, she's my fucking sister. I don't. I, don't. I mean, what do you think? Why else would she get into fucking drugs all the time um, when she was younger? I mean, I'm not what saying that I was. I'm not saying that I was do. naive to it. I'm saying okay. that it's a weird thing. Weird it's that a, it's real. Yeah, it's a very just weird thing to kind of have to conceptualize, like my sister, and you know, and I, I know now it's something you can't fix uh no no it doesn't have anything to do with that it's just that now when i talk about depression and i talk about people that suffer from it i have a very close mm. connection with it i sure you know almost almost firsthand as, as firsthand as it can get and you know i i've recently been talking to a couple of other people and you know it's i found out that another one of my good friends hasn't and mm-hmm. I, I didn't know ever know about that and you know prevalent he, he chooses to he chooses to not uh, you know, Medicaid and wants to go the more like holistic and, and, and natural route and just, you know, go through his, his motions and mm-hmm. uh, just a choice. It is. Yeah. You yeah. know, it, it, at least he's got that wherewithal where, where he, it, it seems like a choice, which is nice, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and my sister too, my sister is being very, you know, optimistic about it, which is nice. And, and it's a, sometimes it's just nice to know that there's help. Yeah, that is yeah. recognized. Like as soon as it's like if you're just screaming and screaming and you feel like nobody's listening, then yeah, it's gonna keep hurting and you're still gonna keep screaming. But as soon as someone like sees you and recognizes it and can put like a name to it and say, "Hey, this is all it is," see, I it's felt like oh, like that's comforting. The release at yeah, first, the, or the relief, you know. Right. The, then the... you, I mean, it'll go in waves, but that's I think how it sort of starts once you like it's... initially kind of ask or are seen and see i think I've, I've had like your experiences before where like you you had what i would consider like an episode right? oh yeah where you you're not diagnosed depression but you had depressive episodes and i think that's common for people is having depressive episodes and i've i've felt the you know you talk about the physical pain of of mm. you can you can fathom and almost normalize why somebody would kill themselves. Oh yeah, I've I was felt that. I felt this. I was there once. I was yeah. like, "This is." I wouldn't do it, but I can fucking see why. Yes, yeah, yeah. And so, I've felt that, and mm-hmm. I've also felt the like that relief of someone noticing, right? Mm-hmm. The relief of someone putting their hand out and just helping you, right? Uh, and you know, mine mine came in the form of of 
just having someone allow me to live with them and allowing me to kind of like I don't know just gave me a chance I guess Mm -hmm. and you know I look back at that and I go is that if what I was experiencing was an episode right a depressive episode or if being as 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 down and as what I felt was hopeless Mm -hmm. uh, if that was an episode and it was that bad then the constant burden of like depression Fuck I can that. only imagine is uh, there's only so much you can do yeah, I mean yeah. I get only, it so you <laughs> know up. there's only like and so that's where I, I go man what is the 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 people that discover later in life that they're depressed later you mm-hmm. know depression is huge amongst amongst the elderly like Mm-hmm. You know, depression isn't just something that you like you're born with. I mean, it can be. Right. You know, you can have that that chemical imbalance that you mm-hmm. just aren't operating on all cylinders, and you can have your your hormones aren't firing off on all levels or whatever it is. Your endocrine system's fucked up. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like you could also like develop depression as a thing. Like yeah, that's a scary totally. thought too. Like that's a scary thought that hey man, it could eventually get so bad to where love doesn't fucking fix it help doesn't fix it talking mm-hmm. about it doesn't fix it pills don't fix it nothing else fixes it yeah. so it's and then just what lights out yeah that's the only way that's gonna fix it i think that i mean and this is me talking <laughs> let's be real here um, at bextra on <laughs> these are my thoughts um i think that the problem when you're older is that i mean your life changes right in a certain way i think you value things differently or you in yourself are valued differently like you're not in the same role where you were praised once or whatever now you're doing something else can we hang up on that real quick i because i I, I, that's a, a a beautiful point the how you're valued Mm -hmm. what what part of if you're someone that has depression or suffers from depression, what part of being valued by other people or by your community, what kind of role does that play, do you think? I mean, I'm sure it plays a pretty big one. I think when you, I think the thing, like, let's say Robin Williams, for example, like his daughter, he had a daughter, was uh, was and older. And he, yeah, I think he has a son too. And I think they were like at a point in their lives where they're not like little tiny kids anymore, you know, like that was going to be my next one. So they don't exactly need him to be a fucking, you know, right there to catch them when they literally trip and fall because they're learning how to walk. You know, there's a different, it's just like a different role that he has to come, you know, you have to go into or, you know, now you're not doing a movie constantly. So now you're not, you know, maybe you're being, pass by for like certain roles because there's someone younger or newer or different you know and so old and people fucking stop caring about you yeah or that or you just feel that way you know and i think that people just feel like they aren't who they were and who they could be and who they are now isn't as worthy and that's what's sad is when you start to devalue 
your own self because you're holding yourself to a different standard. And it's like, well, why am I not enough? I'm not good at like, maybe my daughter, you know, would rather go on. She's going on a date with like some new guy. So she's not going to call me tonight like she was going to. And then her life's changing. And then it's this whole existential, like sad it, you could look at it from a very sad My lens. Mom went through that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think that's a very like empty nester thing to do. Yeah. Like that age group of people that are, you know, kicking their bucket <laughs> themselves. You know, I think that that's a very real thing. It's like you have to figure out a whole new life and a whole new value system for yourself. And like, okay, what do I value? Do I value? Um, I value family. Okay, so. What am I going to do to ensure that I feel this family connection? And there are probably ways that you could go about it. You just have to get a little more creative about it. And I think that that's where asking for help kind of comes in. Like maybe if he didn't feel like he was valued within his own little family, he could have tried to do something that involved like, you know, being like going to fucking kids birthday party. There was some bullshit that's like could insert him into like, other families lives you know and be of value and then you get that praise and like that feeling or being like a big brother you know for those little brothers you know something like there's there's can be another outlet for whatever it is that you value it just is going to require a lot of self-reflection and a lot of time being in that kind of uncomfortable position to really figure out what it is that you're missing and what it is that can keep you going But I I mean, a lot of times for a lot of people, you know, maybe there is like a terminal illness that they found out about, you know, and maybe like life's just not worth living it because, you know, it's going to be so painful if it just overtakes you and you'd rather be the one that's in control of it, you know, also totally valued also happens. I feel like that would be me. Honestly, I think if I tell you this and you hate it that I say this, but I feel like if something were to happen to me, I would, I don't know if I would want to fucking fight like that would be like what's the point <laughs> just to continue so suffering my, for longer ew here's my, i hate that here's my so, thing with that and it's you yeah. know i know but it's it's awful i get it that's what i think the choice is right i think you have a choice there and i think that that's important to be able to exercise that choice i think the choice is happiness just, like would yeah, i be happier i did if i just fucking trudged along and was physically miserable for an extra two years hey, i did two or would i be happy gigantic... just being like living my truth for this six months and then adios i did two gigantic things on assisted suicide i know and physician assisted suicide and i feel like you know that's something that definitely should be available to anybody who is in a position of literal life and death you know and i think that where I challenge you on the on the giving <laughs> up thing is, you know, I think there's a there's a there's a time where you know in in that sense if you're gonna be you know in the famous cases there was a girl uh, her name's escaping me right now but she lived in California and at the time California did not do an assisted death uh, assisted suicide or physician assisted suicide is what it's considered um, you know that wasn't the case when she was diagnosed with like this terminal brain uh, cancer, I'm pretty sure. Uh, And so she decided to move up to either Washington or Oregon where they were, uh, where it was legal to do the assisted suicide. And that's how she chose to go. Um, 
you know, but it was a very clear path for her. Hey, the type of cancer you have is it's going to take your brain. You know, you're you're eventually fucked up. You're eventually going to get to the point to where it's nonstop migraines. And then at that point, Mm -hmm. it's just done. But I mean, that was on that was already happening to her Mm -hmm. when she decided that, hey, this is the process. She had moved to Oregon, went to Washington, did that whole thing wherever it was and had set herself up for that. And it was gradually happening as this was going on. It was very Mm -hmm. quick, very sudden. And it's almost like at that point, hey, you're nearing the finish line as it is. You might as well speed it up. Right. You know, the diagnosis of, hey, you have a terminal illness is devastating. And it's, it's, bleak like mm-hmm. right you're not there's yeah, not, totally. there's not it's a, not a very positive there's experience. not a gr- yeah. greener grass or greener pastures to really right. look for if, if, if you're given that but there are cases where hey you did beat it like un- miraculously right yeah medical treatment you know so you and just you hope for talk a miracle about, no but you want to talk about privilege and you want to talk <laughs> about you know being opportunistic and having that opportunity you are one person that is in a position where if you ever were to get and i've said this before oh, yeah. diagnosed with something why am you i having deja vu because we've talked about this before so i feel times. like i had a dream about this maybe you did and i feel like i told you about it deja vu is a real thing oh fuck now i definitely had deja vu wow babe i mean we've am had I this dying? discussion several times Am I in the future? Do you really not remember having this discussion? So I know, I know, I know we've talked about it, but I feel like we've literally said these exact things. And I said, I have deja vu right now because it's like happening. Was it on the podcast? I don't know. Oh no. Was it in a dream? I have theories about deja vu if you want to talk about that too real quick. But anyways, my point being is, you know, you are someone who is in a position that probably does have connections that are better than other people, that does have yeah. resources and... and people within your reach that if you were to get some weird gnarly diagnosis or some weird thing you probably do have a chance of fighting it and you know potentially seeing a better side than that doom and gloom death sentence okay so i'm gonna say a phrase and i want you to tell me your opinion go you don't owe anybody anything okay how you feel what do you mean like if I were to get some type of diagnosis and I felt like I wanted to just end it and not go through it. But everyone around me was like, just fight for it. Just keep doing it. We need you. Yada, yada, yada. To try and like make you feel like you had to, like you owed them this life that you have to live of suffering just for them so that they could hold on to you a little bit longer. This might be hijacking the, 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 I don't know if this is where we should have this conversation <laughs> only because, only because it, it, it's deeper than that. You say that That's you're the one that has goes. to live the life of suffering, but you well, don't know what the suffering too. is. Well, sure. But if you knew you were going to have constant migraines for until it's just, then the option should months. be there for you. Yeah, I'm not well, saying yeah. that you don't have that option. But if like the people, if you have the option and the people around you are like, don't take that option. I mean, there's going to be a I level of there's going to be a level of selfishness sick. there on their part because they love you. It's not that you owe them anything, but think about what 
their lives would be if you decided to end it and you could have prolonged your life in a healthy way i mean what and, you, I don't know. and that's where i get bleak and like depressed and i'm like well what fucking good is it <laughs> what good am i bringing to anybody by being like a debbie downer because i have fucking brain cancer or some shit you know like that's not bringing anyone joy like i wouldn't be a joy to be around so why why would they want to keep me i think that's who i would be if that were to happen knock on wood i hope that doesn't happen but because it's a uh, you know that goes back to i think the value conversation is you you bring value to people's lives and you i mean mine i've talked about that like i would want i would for the sake of you if i was to be diagnosed with something or if i was to be you know rob knock on wood hope it never happens <laughs> but if, it, if something was to happen and i was to be here we are writing out our living wills I know, right? <laughs> for y'all to hear here you go <laughs> uh, do not resuscitate them <laughs> uh you know if, if i would for the sake of wanting to just spend time with you and my family like i would want to fight you know and if if it did get to the point to where it was devastating and i was crippled or i was really 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 suffering well then there's drugs and shit to make that suffering go away while i'm at least able to plan out hey you know if i am at the point where i'm morphined up then yeah i need to go if, if, I'm, if the only way I'm living comfortably is being pumped 24-7 of fluids yeah. and numbing, oh, I got to go. I'm not of value anymore. Right. I'm not worth it. I'm, not bringing, I feel like I'm you, not bringing anything to relationships, to friendships, to community. Right. I'm not bringing anything. And at what anything. point do you become a burden? Yes, exactly. Whether it's financial, emotional. Exactly. Exactly. All of that. And hey, let's cut the loss. You know, I know, we all know. Let's get it out. Let's get it out. Get it over with. Ugh. But Just think, babe, one day we're both gonna die i know it's scary and so that's why i'm like hey if there's <laughs> with the with the, where we're at now in life and technology and science and medical advancements you know to to and hey i'm an advocate for the assisted suicide i think you know dr kevorkian i think it's a you know a lot of people say a that blessing a lot of people say that he was, you know, ill-intentioned, and I don't believe that. I believe that, that he really did see a value in people not suffering and being able to have control over the one aspect of life that really is your only, like, choice, living, right? Like, you get to choose whether or not, if you are if you were a fucking, if you were born into slavery, whatever kind of slavery it was, I'm not talking 1776 slavery, <laughs> I'm talking Egyptian, Egyptian slavery, any type of slavery if you're born into slavery and you wanted your real only choice in life is if whether or not you want to live or not you can smash your fucking brains out with a rock have somebody smash you up and go if you didn't want to be here anymore right Mm -hmm. like that's your really only option i think if you're in that kind of the bottom of a barrel shitty situations right and to to have so much opportunity and so much so many different possibilities at your fingertips in the year 2020 to sit there and go hey if i ever get a diagnosis of this or a diagnosis of that we're ending it you're not even starting the race like you're about to go on another journey of illness and you're not even starting it because you're already giving up you're already going hey i'm not going to make weight i'm not even showing I'm good. up bye yeah. <laughs> like to me that's I mean, that's the that's the weak that's the you're uh, where the the freedom of choice becomes almost like you're wasting like, it. imperative you have to make that choice you're wasting like, it you're you're sure. you're make that choice when the choice counts i get it you know like if you want to wake up and choose to be happy well 
wake up and choose to be happy. Don't choose to be happy before you go to bed because you could wake up in a shitty mood and not be happy. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. make the choice when the choice presents itself. Well, and it's easy to, like, put yourself... And who the fuck are we, imagine? by the way? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> not, it's easy to put ourselves fucking in, any type in of, these situations when we're not in them. Hypotheticals. And like, hypothetically, who the fuck are we? I think at this point in time, that's how I would react. But maybe if, like... I literally was in that situation. I would be totally different. I would be like, get it out of me. Let's just move on and pretend, you know, and, and what kind do of all victory the things, would that you know? be? Think about the people that do beat, do beat illnesses. You know, yeah. they're the ones that almost are, you know, let's. I, 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 there's a whole life after that shit, though, which is also not talked about or researched. I have a couple client or well, a client and a coworker that have both had breast cancer and survived it. Yeah. And they've both told me that they're. There's no effort and research being put into life after cancer. And there's so many like health things that have happened to them because of it and because of the treatments that it's just like, oh, yep, you're cured because you don't have cancer anymore. But now you have this like now that we took all these lymph nodes out of your arm, now you're going to have constant infections in your arm. And we're just going to have to figure out how to manage that as that happens. And it's just all these things that like people don't talk about on the other side of it it's not like you get cured from anything and you're fucking back to where you were to begin with like that's there are that's cases. unrealistic i think i mean there there there's you have a surgery in your brain to take something out okay well now you have this like healing and scar tissue and I mean, a whole new set of set of issues but there's i mean, I mean with anything my health cousin related had breast, had breast cancer when and she was She's older than me, but it's from my mom's oldest sister, who's like almost 20 years older than her. So my cousin's probably 15, 20 years older than I am. And older than that, because she had daughters that were my age. So my second cousins are my age, so their mom's probably 20 years older than her than them. Mm-hmm. So she's fucking, yeah, 20, 25 years older than I am. And she had breast cancer. She got diagnosed when I was like fucking 12, 11 or 12 is a big deal. And she survived. As far as I know, she's in good health. Nothing crazy afterwards. I mean, I'm well, sure, sure she's had complications. But I'm sure life hasn't like been normal. Also, emotional trauma, medical yeah, PTSD course, course. is fucking Very real, real too. Yes. There's you're not going to come out of anything unscathed, and you just have to decide if that's going to be worth it. Like, fuck, you know. <laughs> I mean, but that could be any little obstacle in life you know that's why you always make that choice if you're gonna take the high road or not because see, you're gonna see that other about, side we talk about is it worth it do you want to see what's on the other like theoretically i could like make a terrible decision and you know cheat on you or something and would that be worth knowing what happens on the other side absolutely not because i don't want to i don't want to hurt i don't want to deal with any of that shit you know so i'm not gonna make that choice if that was my only option and it was like, yeah, you got to do this and this is going to happen at the end, I'd be like, oh, I'd just rather not. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to not, <laughs> you know, like, that was a bad example. example yeah. <laughs> it was, but that's what I'm saying. There's always going to be. I think be... of being like in an accident and all of a sudden becoming like paraplegic happens a lot more than people under, you know, and like, is that life worth living afterwards? Like, I don't, I don't know. know, man. You, it's, you're just going to have to yeah. redefine your values. Yeah. Okay, let's get on to like a better so topic. topic of the something. day I said is to before anybody else can love you, you gotta love yourself. Yeah, <laughs> so. absolutely, one hundred percent. Quote of the day. What do you think? Uh, I put it up on Twitter, yeah, and I shared it on everything. So, what do you think is loving yourself? What is loving myself? 
Um, hard turn. <laughs> hard left turn in the conversation. <laughs> we needed it. We, yeah, it was, I don't know. I feel like you should even just cut all that shit out. Cause, no, yikes. I think this is good. Um, I got a new type name for the podcast, too. But oh. I'm going to tell you after. I'm not going to oh, tell good. you right now. Okay. Um, the, not the turntables? I might keep it as how the turntables, but I'm also going to give you my other whatever. title. All right. Um, I think that loving yourself is really just about... I think love is patience a lot of the time and I think that love is um, grace and like forgiveness and kind what do they say <laughs> love is patient and kind and yada yada there's like a whole thing in like the bible and shit about what love means oh the you know? bible <laughs> yeah that that silly thing um, <laughs> but the, I mean I agree that, that's a value that I have and I think that if you can approach your own life and your choices and give yourself forgiveness, if you fuck something up, you have to give yourself, you know, the patience to, you know, grow. And if you're just so hard on yourself, that's not, I don't know if that's exactly love. And is that, is like tough love? Love? I don't know. There's a weird boundary there, but. I, to me, love in its purest form isn't going to be tough love. It's going to be that sweet, intimate, like, caring, sacrificing, being there, warm, fuzzy feeling kind of love. And so you have to have, you have to be able to look at yourself and think, I'm doing my best. And I always have, and I'm doing the best with the best I know. And if I made it shitty decision and I knew I made a shitty decision then I need to look at that and learn from it and grow I, I agree with that and I think that's 100% that's and what in turn, self I think, love is in turn I think you're able to recognize that in people and be patient with people forgive right. people mm-hmm. allow understand that people are they're growing. all doing the same your thing your significant other is, is, is growing I mean you I think uh, fucking I hate this saying but real recognizes real right yeah absolutely and I, I not not in the fucking real recognizes real dog like not in a, 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 a hustle type like of way yeah, it no, can be true. but in this sense like if you understand real love within yourself like hey I'm taking the time to, to work on myself and I understand that that comes with that comes patience understanding humility at times vulnerability uh, mm-hmm. you know effort you'll recognize that someone else is also doing that within themselves. And you have to be the one that's there for you. That's making the choice to work through past traumas or something. And whether you're looking for that, like through therapy or through like just self reflect, genuine self reflection or journaling or whatever, and taking yourself off of a pedestal and looking at your life from a different perspective. I think that that's, completely necessary for self-love do you feel i'll give you my self-love I, I i agree with you on those counts and i think that it also has to do with um you know understanding that love isn't love is like a oh god i'm about to drop some fucking poems no mm-hmm. love is like uh to me it's it's this never-ending like energy it's uh-huh. just this love isn't like an action. Uh, it isn't a, well, I mean, it is, 
it's all these things but it's a safe space i think that like radiates it it does it radiates and and it's it's never ending it's not like you'll you know love changes love transforms and it and it and it morphs into different as different things and it manifests itself in different ways but the act of love is being open and being understanding and being i think honest more than anything mm-hmm. being honest with yourself with the ones that you do love with those who love you mm-hmm. um and again you're not going to be able to project any of that unless you can do it within right like right. If, i don't think that you're able to receive love properly i don't think that you're able to give love properly unless you're able to within yourself understand that you do love yourself and it's it's a you know that's probably the toughest toughest love to gain or the toughest love to give is the the love of yourself because i think mm-hmm. a lot of people you know they they supplement the love that other that somebody else will give them and then they maybe stop loving themselves or they they lose focus on themselves and well, something I- that our relationship has done for me and I think that it's been key to our relationship. And again, that's kind of what this podcast every year is kind of about is is, is w- what we take out of our relationship and how we can kind of give that to other people or how we can share that with other people. And I think what our relationship has done for me is it's 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 made me work more on myself and again through that effort through that work it's allowed me to just understand the different capacities of love mm-hmm. and within those different capacities is different efforts different work different different ways of understanding different ways of being invulnerable different ways of being giving and being different ways of receiving mm-hmm. but it's understanding those ways because i'm able to love myself through the way that I challenge myself and the way that I, you know, I reflect on myself because of you, because of, of, of having you in my life and because of, of the love that you give me. Is it like, do you ever just think, wow, she loves me, so I must have something to love? Because I think that about you when you see me and I'm like, because I will say, I mean, here I am preaching positivity and love, but even for me, it is always a choice and it is a constant battle and I'm always in my head and I do always hear there's someone in there. I've been trying to name it, trying to figure out who, whose standards it is, who, who got in there at, and at what point in my life did somebody tell me or show me that I wasn't enough or that I wasn't worthy or I'm not, you know, skinny enough or I'm not pretty enough or I'm not funny enough or I'm not outgoing enough or I'm not a good enough listener. I'm not good enough at math or I'm not good enough, Mm -hmm. which shows that I'm not going to be good enough at this job. And like those are literal thoughts that that's my loop. That's my negative feedback loop that is constantly running that I'm constantly trying to counteract. And in order to counteract it, I have to say, nope, not right now. We're got to focus on this and, and being my best. And so that 
I do my best so I can have actual positive, real world, concrete evidence that you're doing your best. Sh- throw it back at it and say, no, I am. I, I'm doing good enough. I'm not, you know, I'm hitting these goals or, you know, people come back to me. People confide in me. People tell me I'm pretty. I see that I think I look pretty, pretty sometimes. And I have somebody that tells me they love me and reassures me all the time. It's, I mean, I think everybody needs validation and everybody does need reassurance, at least to some degree. I don't think there's anybody out there that's really, 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 truly just doesn't give a fuck about anything and anyone's opinions because you care about your opinion about yourself. I mean, you hope, (laughs) you know, and I think that, yeah, it's, it's still a struggle, but there is always going to be, um, there's always going to be darkness when there's light, you know? And I think that love, like you were saying, is like an energy and it kind of radiates. I think that's very obvious that love is light. And that's why like moths are attracted to light. Like that it's, it's the same thing, you know, we all want it and kind of gravitate towards it. And everyone always describes it as just like this little light inside is like that happy, positive brain flame. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And yeah, I think that love is just overwhelming. When I got my aura reading today, Mm -hmm. she said that white light is, uh, well, so there's like seven aura colors, right? And they're all, they're all there and they'll show up and here or there, but white light is a combination of all of them. Mm-hmm. And white light is love and white light is like, uh, like the ultimate connection to spirituality and like life and whatever. It's like the force that is strongest. Like when everything comes together, it's love. And so that's really cool. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> I love it. Perfect way to end. Uh, we're going to do another one when we go home. Or around that time when we go home, because oh, yeah? we're going home soon in April. Are we going to talk about engagements? So that'll be our next one. Ooh, it might even be a... No spoilers. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. Uh, okay. Anything you want to talk about uh, or anything you want to blast Engagements. Uh, okay. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> uh, social media is all your stuff. Um, Give it out. I am Bextra. Yeah, you on... are. <laughs> and I kind of love that I'm Bextra. I've been starting to embrace it as just like me when I talk about me. It's like Bextra. Um, so that's my Instagram. That's my co-star. B-E-C-C-S-T-R-A, by the way. Yeah. Not Bextra. B an extra. Bextra. Co-star. What is it? Oh, yeah. So The astrology app. Yeah, the it's astrology fantastic. app. Co-star. Sh- get, add me. Add, add me there. If you don't add me anywhere else, add me on co-star. Um, Instagram Spectra Tired Girls Club Podcast at Tired Girls Club Podcast yep. is my podcast. Yeah, it'll be in the show notes. In It'll the, be in the show notes. Thank goodness. In the summary, all the um, tags, all the things. You can also find the pod on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I would encourage you to go to Spotify because I get more data there, and <laughs> I want to know who's listening to what. Um. Do I have other things? 
I'm on Facebook. I don't know. Becca uh, mainly. Becca I don't Facebook. do anything on Facebook. Um, Rebecca. Rebecca. Re. Re underscore. Isn't it? Re, re underscore, underscore Becca, Becca 17. 17. That's Twitter that I twi- use once in 2015. <laughs> <laughs> and now Brian just like tags me and shit and I don't look at it for years. It's Perfect. fine. So hopefully he's not up to no good over there on the Twitter. I wouldn't know. Daily tweet. You're missing out. I'm I doing guess. A, I'm doing a daily tweet every day. Okay. Uh, of Brian of Death on all the shit. I do all my shout outs at the beginning of the episode during my intro. So that's all you guys get for today. Babe, I love you. Another I love you Valentine's too, love. Day. Thank you for having me on your podcast. I Can't, love you. I love you too. Can't wait for uh, year number six and the next one. Uh, <laughs> It'll be good. The next Valentine's Day one. Well, try not to um, talk about death so much. Hopefully. No. Hey, um, you know, if, if there's anything that... In love and death, the used. We're seeing them next week. Holla. Holla. Sorry, I got it really excited. That's okay, because that's the name of the episode in Love and Death. That's what I'm changing. Oh, yes. Yes. Love you guys. Bye.